This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's a Mia, a Mario. Hello and welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for August 24th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and we are here to talk about video games. All right? The news around them, the games themselves, shit we're playing. I even played more than Baldur's Gate 3 this week, just so we'd have a little variety. <laughs> Good. Glad someone's how, falling on that how sword. Dare I know. How dare I know. You. While you're running around in Act 3, I'm like, I better play something else so we can talk about it. I don't know. My psychology is more. I better hurry up with this playthrough. I still got two to go. Oh, is that is that your thinking? Why two? Well, I, we may. I'm definitely want to do an evil playthrough. I mm. want to pick the most dis, not disturbing, the most evil. Like just everything capital E evil, right? Like it's yeah. not about wanton destruction. It's about like Megatron or whatever obtaining the ultimate power, wow. being the most powerful tyrant possible i think there's a play i don't know how it ends but i think there's a playthrough you know where that's what i want to do and then um i kind of want to do the dark urge which is sort of similar but i think you're more of a psychopath that kills people the one thing i know about dark urge for example is you know when gail's reaching his hand out of the portal Mm. and you go to save him one of the options is just to rip his hand off oh right that's a dark urge isn't it that yeah, is a play, dark urge. That's, that's, dark urge. that's what I would so, call a dark urge, yeah. for sure. So he, the dark urge doesn't appear as a companion. It's like a very different game mode. Mm. So I have evil and dark urge. Right now I'm playing, you know, the 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 neutral good sort of style where I'm not like lawful and don't want to send people right. to jail, but I'm also not chaotic. Or maybe it's more chaotic good, like just good for good's sake as a bard i like good times but i won't report you to the police but i'll do my own sort of justice so anyways yeah i'm like man how many 
I'm scheduled. I've got a play queue of playthroughs, and the game's not short by any stretch. Well, it's interesting though, too, right? Because if you play it the second and third time or more, uh, you're going to want to do things that are drastic, not drastically different, but different enough to make those playthroughs, you know, totally worth the extra 300 hours or whatever you're going to put into them. Yeah, so there's even NPCs be- that I straight up just killed. Yeah, that on an evil playthrough I probably won't. Because maybe I'll side with the goblins this time. Oh kind of shit! Thing, yeah, know? right. That plays out completely different if you side with that. There are there are joinable NPCs for uh, dependent. Uh, if you get one, you don't get the other kind of thing. So there's reasons to go and explore again. You know what I forgot about? Sorry. Side note: I know we're not talking about the game yet, but um, when I said I was going last week, I said I was going to go clear out every damn goblin in that place. I went to do that and inside of the hideout or in the cavernous, you know, uh, stronghold, I did just that killed every goblin in there slowly, but surely all of them. Plus the boss lady did everything I had to do. Um, lost shadow heart briefly. She's back though. She's okay. Mm. Thank you withers for your fine works. Your 200 gold works. (laughs) What happened? Did she get yeeted into a hole? No, she got, well, we were fighting on, um, do you know where the, the drow lady is? You're supposed to fight inside the goblin place. Um, or not fight her, I guess if you don't want to, but (coughs) excuse me, I can think of her name, but anyway, she's, I think she's hanging out over there. And when she throws down, she spreads out a bit and she ended up running across this bridge. And under that bridge is a endless chasm. And um, anyway, she did some kind of spell and it knocked everybody on their butt except for Shadowheart, who was knocked into the abyss and killed. And I thought, should I save scum this or should I play this out? And I thought, you know what? I have a lot of gold. I'm just going to play this out. Let's see what it does and see if there's story around. Does anyone miss her? Did anyone else see her die? I just wanted to kind of see what the game did. And the game was very good about it. Everybody had dialogue about it. Uh, I I went back to town. And everyone was like, oh, I can't believe Shadowheart fell to the dips of the thing. And, and then I went and talked to Withers, and he's like, you know, in his dumb sing-songy way, gave me, gave me a res, and I brought her back. But what's funny about bringing her back is she doesn't say anything about it. So everybody else is talking <laughs> about it. They're all kind of a pseudo-mourning. I bring her back, and she's just like, so anyway, why don't we go? We're on our way to Baldur's Gate still, right? This is not, we're not stopping every five feet to have a long rest. Like, she just kept talking. Stop and asking did, me questions about... My personal life. Yeah, and because I finally did that, I got the party. And because I got the party, I finally got to do phase one of uh, romancing her. And all we did was have a little date up on a cliff made out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Wow, all look at did. you. <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it cool. It'll, it'll all come in, in time. But I'm, I'm, she's not, you know, I guess I'm, I'm glad I let her die and then bring her back that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because I wanted to see what the Why game would do. Why don't you have a romance show on the network, Scott? Why hasn't that ever happened? Yeah, why isn't there a whole... <laughs> Scott's like, look, you know, really, lemons into lemonade, her dying really benefited our relationship in the long term. Yeah, we really... Yeah. Things went places. But, you know, it's that or save scum it. And the problem wasn't so much save scumming it. It was that I had saved a long time before I got to the drow lady. I'm yeah, like, I'm not yeah. going to refight those goblins, so let's just do this. So pits pits are not hard stops in terms of player death, but yeah. um, in Act 2, there are some no-res situations. There is a, there's a nest, no, no, no-res death in some situations. Didn't Shadowheart die for you, John? Something happened there. I she remember. left. She, she left. Quit. That's what it was. She'd Bo had ran bullshit. into a similar issue. I watched on his playthrough. Um 
she left. Uh, I had a few. I had, I had a few, yeah. but um, one was I didn't. So I was just disabling traps, and I was taking the light with me. And well, spoilers, I, I suppose here for Act Two. But mm. the sh- if you basically if someone gets turned undead, you can't res them. They're still they're still a being in the universe. They're right. just undead. So okay. don't get turned undead because then you can't res them. You pretty much permanently lose them in that case. But if they're undead, will they minion around with you and do your bidding and stuff? No, no they're, they're not. mad undead. Oh. They're not smart undead. They're just zombie style undead. Well, shit. Yeah. Corrupted undead. Because I'm not, Shadowheart is not, I will not let her die again in this game. It's not going to happen. I died with like so. some explosive mushroom bullshit at one point. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. yeah. So, Careful. you saving that dwarf? Yeah. No, it was me going down in. It was deep into the grove, and I just found a door I didn't see the first time, first five yeah. times in there. I was like, oh, wait, where does that right, go? Right, yeah. So I got in there, and I can't remember what the circumstances were. The only way I could get there was to go down and then kind of hopscotch on these, like... Yeah, back through the, like, prison area. Yeah. And some exploding mushrooms over there. Yeah, that's what killed me. I didn't know it was there. It just freaking killed me. But, yeah, that game's badass. All right, we'll talk more about it a little bit later, but first... I wanted to just, it's not even video game related, but I know everyone's a fan here. So I thought I would at least say, has everybody seen, and we're not going to, we're not going to into spoiler territory. Uh, honestly, I don't even know how much of it's spoilery because I saw the first two episodes and I didn't feel like there was much of a, I don't know. It didn't feel there's like. Not much of a re- there's not much to reveal. Not much at all, yeah. but we've all seen Ahsoka season one, episode one and two. Right. Yep. Yes, indeed. Okay. And did yeah. we all? How do we? John, did you like it? Let's start with John. John, did you enjoy your time there? I, I did. As a as a stalwart Rebels fan, uh, getting more Rebels seems like a great deal to me. Mm. So I was more than happy to see more Star Wars Rebels. Did although, you, did you know how Rebels heavy it would be? Prior to seeing it, or were you unsure? I had an idea because they had shown some of the characters. I did think being called Ahsoka would maybe have a little more Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm surprised at how little she's been in it so far Yeah. Uh, for being the title character. Um, but you know what? I got live action, at least as much as you can say that. Chopper, mm. who is the best droid in... Uh, I mean, Andor's droid gives him a bit of a run, but... Chopper Whoa. is my favorite. My wife sees him and says, oh, so it's you as a droid? And I said, yep, that's me. That's exactly it. He's a kindred spirit. He will do what he needs to do, but he will complain the entire time he has to do it. And uh, I love Chopper yeah, so the, much. Yeah, the Hera the Chopper bickering in episode two I actually had me rolling. Like, I was actually laughing. Nice. When, when, when there's a, that moment where... She's like, no, I didn't go through your things. But his things are just like <laughs> bolts and just trash. Like, why would anyone go through his things? Like, it's so funny. Yeah. But that's also a typical chopper. It's just like, anyways, it made me laugh. I, I laugh way longer than I probably should have. I just thought that was really funny. Well, I enjoyed the show so far. I will say, though, don't go in expecting Andor. I think Andor is in a special rarefied space on the drama side of things. This is a lot closer to, hey, we all love Star Wars. So here's some Star Wars shit going on. A little more Mandalorian. Yeah, this is popcorn. Yeah, for yeah. sure. This, Which, is, this is this is back to popcorn Star Wars. Yeah, and if you're, I don't know. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's not a pejorative. I think it's a good thing. I just think that some people, I know that some people are going to come to this after Andor, thinking they finally found 
they're they're deep mythological uh hardcore acting hardcore story business and they're going to go to this and they're going to get i mean we're only two episodes in but you're going to get something more along the lines of mando more along the lines of like mainstream star wars and I, again i don't mean it as a bad thing i think it's a good thing well i just i just think in terms of characterization like this is the full feloni treatment like it's it feels like rebels season five feels like clone wars yep. and and um while those can kind of be sometimes kid shows and popcorn-y he can write some really good star wars particularly on the jedi business mm. you know even the some of the best jedi stuff in the beginning i like the moment where balen's skull was being asked by morgan some some question and she's like this and he's like no truth like he was he was very Jedi about how he was, how his dialogue was written and how the character was behaving. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, you know, like there, you know, it's like I, we still don't know a lot about them, but they were definitely behaving in a way where it's like th- these are wizards. <laughs> you know, like I really like yeah. how they're being portrayed, especially yeah. him. I mean, I already really liked the actor, and I'm so sad, man. It, Ray it felt like a gut punch when the ep- first episode ended and said for our friend Ray. And I was just like, oh, no, not oh, no. again. No, I know. Right. Uh, just I was like reminded. This. But he's doing an amazing job because one thing that has always kind of bugged me in Star Wars is you have these like they're the most noble of noble like paladins. And then they fall to the dark side and immediately turn into mustache twirling villains. <laughs> they go from like. Like these noble creatures to just immediately like, <laughs> I've decided to be evil. <laughs> yeah, there's, a and bit it of that. always kind of bugged me that there wasn't a lot of nuance there because I feel like there should be. Mm. And uh, what I like so far with the portrayal is that it actually feels like somebody who had these high-minded, lofty goals and ambitions and has like turned from them to a degree. Like, especially uh, there's that line where like he talks about having to kill somebody and he just goes, it's going to be a shame. Mm-hmm. Like, and it feels very Jedi ish. Like I'm going to kill him. I'm going to do an evil thing. And it's just a shame that I got to do it. Like, yeah. cause, cause I still have like some glimmer that's like recognizes life and life being important. And I, I love that. So I don't know if it's going to stay good, but so far uh, I really like that portrayal of a fallen Jedi. Yeah. They also, um, they also earned, I, th- I think the reason why there isn't a lot of Ahsoka is because they're trying to big, bring Sabine into a proper Padawan mm-hmm. sort of deal. Sure and they really gave way. it the time. They really seem to be giving it the time. It's not just like over in two seconds. It felt like kind of earned the whole, you know, they showed her, like they showed Sabine messing up like twice in ways that if you know, the character is definitely like, they're from a show called Rebels. They don't do what they're told to do. It's not exactly good stuff for a Jedi to be a, a Padawan that doesn't listen, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm almost got a bad feeling about it. I'm like, Sabine's going to mess up again, and it's going to be in one of those moments where it's in the middle of a, a saber fight, and Ahsoka's going to die. You know, like, it's one of those. Oh. That's how these... I mean, that's how these Jedi things go, right? And then they make yeah. a big mistake that they spend the rest of their character arc compensating for, right? Like, uh, there's always this little... Maybe, I don't know if they're going to address it in this show, but Ahsoka, in a way, abandoned Anakin. And they even sort of allude to Ahsoka being quick to ab- abandon situations, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I wonder. Well, and she's, there's that line, even the right decisions can have the wrong consequences. That's a right. very 
Like she absolutely it, made the really, right choice to leave the Jedi. I push back order. on that. Mm-hmm. This a little bit. So far, the first two episodes I find really well written, and mm-hmm. I th- oh, they're they're well written. Way, the whole there's just like a, I just wouldn't say like we have Andor and we have this. Like the tone is different for sure, but um, this is, to me is as good as Andor. So well, far. this is what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. The tone is different. So go if yeah. you go in expecting Andor tone, you will be not getting Andor tone. Yeah, this is the Jedi business series, and Andor is like the Jedi's a legend. What are Jedi? Who cares about them? We have our own lives to live series. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Which I think both are good. Yeah, I like them both. Yeah, so we get more on Thursdays now, and we thought it'd be fun to talk about it so far. I mean, what did you think, Scott? I liked it a lot. That was great. Um, You know, as much as I'm, I'm actually in, I'm in the group of people who really like when they stray from the usual Jedi business because I'm just, I feel like that's all it's ever been too much of. And I'm always like, well, let's see the underbelly. Let's see the cities. Let's see the rascals and the scoundrels and, and this sort of thing, which we then got a bunch of. And I was, it was kind of, to be honest, kind of nice to get back to a little, you know, spiritual Jedi business. When she's walking around that temple, uh, working the, the artifacts and everything. That stuff's badass. Yeah. It was really cool. You know, little Indiana Jones in my Star Wars, even little, little Tomb Raiden. Um, but yeah, I just, so far, so good. I like it a lot. Um, real strong yeah, so I think, far. Um, the casting, like, I like, everyone feels like their cartoon counterparts, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I like Rebels a lot. Rebels. So, sometimes they are. Because <laughs> uh, what's his name was playing the character he played in, in uh, Rebels. Who? Which uh, actor? What's his name? Mr. Krabs. What's oh, the actor's oh, name? Uh, uh, frick. Uh, Andy Dufresne's guard. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there only be one. The Kurgan. What, uh, David David Tennant. Is no, he's, no, but yes, also, and great job, David Tennant. Man, made to be a droid in Star Wars. This is the yeah. best. I loved I, it. I love that Jedi droid too. He's great. Uh, and, he's, and his Clancy Brown. Is That's it. Clancy. Clancy oh Brown. yeah. Thank you, chat. Gosh dang it. Lancey Brown playing the character he played in Rebels. It's always fun to see. Yeah. Um, you got to well, like I think that. That's the true of Thrawn, too, right? The voice actor is also playing yes. the character. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that the same actors? That, that, I didn't know that. Yeah. When we yeah, get yeah, to yeah. it. When yeah. we, yeah, yeah, when it comes around. But yeah. he hasn't been in the show yet, so we're not spoiling anything, but I just happen to know that that's the case for well, him. Well, the too. trailers show him and stuff. I don't think it's yeah. a big mystery. But I don't think we're going to, well, no, Kanan's dead, but there's, we're not going to see Freddie Prince Jr., I don't think. What if we do though? <laughs> Why not? In like a Jedi uh, ghost, maybe. maybe. I want to see Freddie Prince in it. Like he did great. I want to see him. What if he? I, yeah. Like this is just. And the thing I keep seeing about this show is people going, "Man, I guess I really should have watched Rebel." Yes. Yeah. Like I, I get it. Like I, I am with everybody that says, "Well, it didn't look appealing to me." That was one hundred percent me. I saw Ezra with his stupid slingshot and his stupid little kid angst, and I was like, "I don't want to watch this dumbass show." I saw Chopper rolling around waving droid arms, and I was like, "This is dumb." And then I gave it a chance because I was told that it was good by people I trusted, and it had a slow start, like a lot of TV shows. And then found out what it wanted to be and was some of the best Star Wars that I've ever seen. Agreed. So it Hard was agree. really, really good. And all those characters are great. And you will get more out of the show if you know who those characters are. So go watch Rebels. Yeah, watch Rebels. Nothing stopping you. I'm in the mood to watch it again. I've only seen it yeah. once. Uh, so, so my mom never seen the cartoons and yeah. I watched it with her. And it was really funny because she got really hung up on. We opened up a YouTube video that recapped everything. 
it's kind of too much all at once, and she got hung up yeah. not being able to tell the difference between who Sabine, <laughs> the Mandalorian, it well, that doesn't even clarify things. Sabine and Satine, so there's Satine Wren, yeah, there's yeah. Kylo Wren, yeah, uh-huh. and then there's Satine, I can't remember, Kreese, uh, Obi Wan's paramour who dies, Bo Katan's yeah. sister, yeah, yeah, and she's like, Wait, I who are all the, like, and I think I spent an hour trying to. <laughs> Yeah, we got a little no, Elden Ringy is, with the names. I this see. Is, yeah. This is Satine, and then I, you when you you miss say Sabine, and then confuse everything, and she's like, "Where does Kylo Ren come into all this?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> not here, <laughs> not, not here." Don't then, worry about it. Well, but, but that made me think. I'm like, "What if Satine? No, Sabine Ren, the one we're seeing become a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, this is how, this yeah, how, this how it <laughs> what, what if like the end result is she falls to the dark side and makes a, drops the W off her name and makes the Knights of Ren, mm. and that's how that's where that's the legacy is Satine Ren to Kylo Ren would certainly make that part of the sequel trilogy more interesting. To well, me. What Dave, which is what Dave, Dave Filoni, Filoni does. does. Yeah, Dave yeah. Filoni takes the movies and all the criticism and actually makes it story that makes sense. And then you're like, I love this so much. So, yeah, I can see him doing that. But this is a just a reminder. This is a one-off limited series. They're not doing they're not doing multiple seasons. Yeah. This. So my uh, this is prediction time. If you don't even want to hear a prediction, stop listening. But pretty much Ahsoka dies in this. You think because so? Because she's got to trade in exchange for Ezra's life. This is what this is so, your prediction, not This is my here. prediction. Yeah. yeah, but like it, it, the whole reason Ahsoka's living in the first place is because Ezra pulled through the Jedi weird world, <laughs> pulled pulled Ahsoka out and gave her a second lease on life. But by all rights, and uh, Darth Vader should have killed her in that temple. That's true for sure, one hundred percent. And and so she's like not living on borrowed time. And then he, you know, both Kanan and him died saving the the found family. And I think things won't be set right until she's. Uh, I think they'll. I what I hate about saber fights are when saber fights are like we had a saber fight and everyone's good. Saber fight always has to have an outcome. Even if it's just injury, right? So if Sabine got stabbed, that bought a lot of respect for me from the show. It's like here's a saber fight. In play it safe uh Star Wars, they could have a saber fight and go away. Nope. Sabine gets stabbed pretty hardcore. I'm like, okay, this is good. Mm-hmm. This is good. Like there's gonna be an injury. So I have a feeling there's gonna be some if it's a limited series too, one season. Yeah. Someone, someone, someone you like is going to die. 100%, what? What 100%. if it's just? What if it's uh, Ahsoka going through, uh, trying to get break into some place? She snags her big fleshy alien tentacle thing on some barbed wire and bleeds out. What if that's how they kill her? <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't know. Such I don't a know. Scott thing to worry about. He's like, she got head tentacles. All, all I think about every think Jedi you like. They're all dead except for Ray. No, I think you're right. They all die. I think you you're know, probably they all, right. They're all shown dying. Yeah. They get killed. And and it, but the big fleshy head ones. I don't know why we don't see him snag on more shit. Just snagging on something. Scott, you've got arms and limbs. You don't get snagged on stuff all the time. Yeah, but in this world. This very un OSHA approved Star Wars world where no, there's no guardrails on anything, everything's dangerous as shit. It just seems like if you got a big, heavy, tentacly, fleshy thing full of nerves, 
that thing's got to get hung up more often than than because everyone else is just normal. Ray Stevenson walking around with a normal guy head. He doesn't have big tentacles to worry about. <laughs> Scott feels human beings are the baseline for everything in the galaxy. He's like, you've got additional things to worry yeah, about. Yeah, like Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I love as Hera. She she's got to. She's a full on. Uh, what do you call him? Uh, Twi'lek. A Twi'lek. Twi'lek. Yeah. yeah. Why, how come that's never? Got tangled up at the at the hair salon or whatever, you know. I want to see those moments. That's what I want because they don't happen because that's their because that's their body and they understand it, Scott. Just like you know your body. I'm sure it happens to someone, right? Yeah. Like oh, there's yeah. human beings that get their arms stuck and stuff. Yeah, you're probably like, like sumo it wrestlers, happens, but it doesn't happen because they're human with additions thrown on them. I'm just saying it would be a really bad end to this show if that's how they killed her. If she snagged that, her we something. agree on. Yeah. Yes, if that was how they ended it, it would be bad. She fell into some cutlery in somebody's space kitchen, and that was the end of it because of her big weird head. Well, anyway, uh, it's good. Check it out. First two episodes are up, and uh, we liked it. Now let's talk about video games. Ooh, our big topic today. Scary music I put there. Uh, PlayStation Portal is a thing. And don't think you don't think that I misspelled or mispronounced portable. No, it's called PlayStation Portal. Previously, Project Q now has a name. It is the PlayStation Portal. And it's that weird handheld that looks like a uh, uh, basically a tablet wedged in between a snapped in half PS5 DualShock controller or DualSense controller. And it is now available, or not available, it's now available, I think, in some places for pre-order, but it will be out this fall, and we don't even have an exact uh, date, but we know it's this fall. Here's a picture chat room, so you guys can see this. Wrong screen. There we go. Um, $199 for this thing. All right, so seems pricey. We'll get to, you know, opinions in a second. Um, an important note about what it actually does. It is not let you install anything to it. It is purely a remote play device for your PlayStation 5. And so that there's no confusion, any game that runs on your PS5 off the hard drive of your PlayStation 5 will play here. Whether you are at home on your Wi-Fi connection or in Korea at a conference in the hotel room, you can wake your PS5 from wherever you are across the world and get a relatively low latency experience. Um, on your immediate Wi-Fi connection, apparently it is very good at this, uh, but people are, has, have tested it uh, in other states, countries, locations, and are claiming pretty good latency performance. Um, it will play PlayStation 4 games, but only those that are on your PS5, so no connection to any PS4. Um, this does not play anything that isn't on the machine. In other words, if you're a PlayStation Plus premium member, you're supposed to get access to all the retro games, like some PS1, PSP games, all that stuff. Um, You'll have access to those things via your PS5, but you cannot play them on this device, which seems crazy to me that their games that they have for streaming aren't streaming here. (laughs) It's a really weird thing. This could change, by the way. This is all just at launch stuff, so... Six months down the road, they could say, oh, we made it. So now all those you know, PS1 games will stream here as well. And, and to be honest, I'm sure that's coming, but it's not going to be ready at launch. Uh, a couple other factors. Uh, let's see. Battery life's expected to be that of a PlayStation 5 controller, like this one right here, this red one. I want to say I probably get, I don't know, four hours out of this. So I think you can expect roughly that. 
uh, on this device. It is an eight inch screen, uh, 1080p capable. Uh, people are saying that the latency is really good uh, on this device and uh, does not support Bluetooth. That's an important distinction. If you have Bluetooth headphones of any kind, you will not be able to use them with this, even though you can use those with your PlayStation 5. You cannot use those Bluetooth devices, headphones, whatever, with the portal. However, it does use this new PlayStation Link technology, which is a lossless audio format uh, and wireless connection format that this will use and will work with your PlayStation 5. Um. And with their new headphones and their new earbuds, which we'll talk about in a second, but you can't use anything you already have. That's kind of weird. It does have a, uh, a plug on it, though, like a 3.5 millimeter, you know, headphone plug. So if you want to just go the old fashioned way, you can do it. Um, mentioning those other accessories for another $199, you can buy their new earbuds, which again have this link technology for lossless audio. They also have a way to. I forget how this works, but there's a way to take two. You could take a call on them from your phone somehow because those will support Bluetooth and the link technology, but the link technology is all that's communicating with your handheld. So you could take a call and not interrupt game time, but it's weird that this device does not support Bluetooth. Anyway, it's Sony trying to push a proprietary thing and they've been known for that for years. Um, all right, what else? Uh, oh, and then and then the headphone, the new set of headphones is a little cheaper, one hundred and thirty nine bucks. Uh, but again, that same lossless link technology Wait, in there. The headphones are one hundred and thirty nine. Yeah, one thirty nine for the over the ear stuff, Ooh. and then the earbuds are two hundred. So there you have it. Ooh, so as much as the device. If you want two hundred, also one ninety nine. So if you wanted to have the earbuds and this combo, you will pay four hundred dollars. Um, and you're gonna. And don't think you're going to take it home and use it with GeForce Now or Game Pass or a thousand other streaming services. This is for PlayStation Remote Play only. So who who is this for? In my opinion, it's for PlayStation people, and that's it. Uh, or or people just want to have every little device. But I, I I don't think this is a thing that will draw anyone into that ecosystem. If you're already there, I think it might make some sense for some people. But uh, for me personally, this price seems crazy. If this was $99 uh, for a thing that only does remote play, which my phone, by the way, already does, which my Steam Deck already does PlayStation remote play, like PlayStation remote play is available already as a thing. Uh, This might be better latency or whatever as they're claiming, but I, I just, I couldn't justify 200 bucks for this thing. That's that's my hot take. I know a lot of people are excited about this thing. I want to know what you guys think. So, Bo, how does it land on you? You're like, 200 bucks. All right, man. I'm going to extend my PlayStation everywhere I go. I get to play it. What, 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 do, you, what do you say? I think, yeah, no, I'm super <laughs> not interested in this. Like, so pretty hard. Like, yeah, there's already a lot of handheld business to options to look at before even getting to this. And I don't own a PlayStation, right? So, right. As a not PlayStation owner, I'm out. Well, yeah, because you'd have to spend the five fifty nine or whatever it is now. Plus, I mean, yeah, I want a want to get a PSVR first, and then B just skip the whole deal, and I just say for the amount of money you're talking, put it towards your Oculus Three yeah. headset. Don't yeah. bother with this thing. And, and but if you want a handheld, there's a Steam Deck. <laughs> you know, there's a Steam Deck. 
There's a whoever, Asus or whatever. There's a, a Republic of Gamers thing. Maybe you can try. There's like a hundred different options before this even seems remotely interesting. Yeah. You're literally your phone and those things that we got from uh, uh, Backbone do this thing yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can stream. Uh, Steam does it even to your phone, even without the Backbone. Steam Link is a thing. You can stream yeah. games to your uh, phone. Like, so I. The one thing I could think of was for kids somehow. Like mm. I could see a Switch. The thing is it costs as much as a Switch, but I could see a Switch. I wondered how many Switches get bricked by kids playing with the handheld. Mm. And so if you had a PS5 and then gave the kid the handheld, this thing, at least they're not going to brick the whole system if they brick the handheld. But I don't know. I, I still, it's a lot of hoops still to get through to get yeah, there. Yeah, so. it's $200 brick. It's kind of expensive, yeah. John. I uh, John, so, I assume that you've got a PS5 in the house right now, like I do. Does this yeah. tempt you at all? No, no. <laughs> like we talked about this when it leaked, and my opinion on it has not changed. Um, there are probably people out there that this scratches an itch for. You know, if you have a primary TV, that's what your PS5 is hooked up to. You have competition over who is on it you want to play your playstation games and only your playstation games but people want to watch their shows um this probably you know you can judge whether two hundred dollars is worth solving that issue um that's you know if this is for you and if what i just described isn't you then this isn't probably for you there's probably a cheaper better alternative to do exactly this and uh, I would say even if for people that are in that boat, you may want to consider a different option that offers something more robust. So like I'm not going to say this isn't for anybody, but it's it's not for me. And I'm mm. a little bit I, I just I think this is a device for a specific audience and they know who they are and it in me. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's like um, I don't know what a good example is, but like like a, maybe a Toyota Echo or something like that. Like a cheap car that does car. Like, if you have a particular problem that this thing fills a solution of, then it works. And of course, you meet some people who are just fans of the brand. They like Toyota, so maybe they have all the Toyota cars or something like that. But mostly, you have a, you, it fills a specific need. I, I, I can just see someone who's a so like even if I was a PS enthusiast, I'd be like, I got the console, I got the games, I got the the premium pass plus plus mm -hmm. i got my vr headset mm -hmm. what do i need this for and not you know like this just seems like um it's a solution to maybe a problem yeah that's that my take 10 percent of people have and maybe if they know in their market research that people would buy this but they have to know it's like a poor a, people want the vita people want a switch analog maybe and they can't deliver on it, so they're just going to squeeze enough sales out of this copium device mm. and and call it good. It would be great I mean, if there was the... if it was possible to take this thing and make it a more proper. You know the the way Steam decks work, for example, they're not having to mimic what the exact configuration of your PC. It's the opposite of that. In fact, it's a whole different architecture. Saying, I... So make something that just plays PlayStation Five games and plays them well off of some SSD built into the thing. Then you have me interested. Then I'm like, all right, a PlayStation Portable. That's I, th I think what we're talking around is expectations, mm. both on us as a consumer and them as a producer. Like, 
Scott, you're talking about and you seem baffled because this product isn't what it clearly isn't. You know, like you're you're saying, well, what if it was this? What if it was this? And it's all these things that would be better for us and would turn it into a product that would be more uh, universally sought after by the public. It is definitely not that. And I think on the other side, does Sony know that? Because I don't know that Sony is marketing this as a competitor for those devices. If Sony knows that this is like, hey, we're putting out a product that's for, you know, a fraction of our user base. And we know that we're only having a small amount made. And this is a price that's going to be a profit to us if we sell to those people like that's fine. Like where it gets into a problem is if their expectations are like what you're saying, Scott, is like, oh, man, we're going to compete with the Steam Deck. Mm, like, well, yeah. no, you're <laughs> you're absolutely not like that's not that's probably not realistic for what this device is. But I think expectations on both sides, like you have to just judge the product for what it is. And it's a product that serves a very specific purpose. And as long as Sony knows that. And as long as people who are buying it know that, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. If you guys get one out there and you want to, you know, tell us what you think on the show, uh, write us, call in, whatever. I'd like to hear people's takes. We're not going to hear for a while because they, you know, it's this fall. We don't know when. My guess is November, uh, but they haven't said. And I would be curious how even the most PlayStation faithful uh, like it. The one thing I will say is like from an aesthetic standpoint, it is cool that these all look like they're part of the same family. They've got that white and black aesthetic. They've got the curves like the like the PS5 does. Um, I think that's cool. I don't think it's just $200 cool or 400 if I'm getting both or 1200 if I have to get a PlayStation and these things. Like I just, uh, to me, there's a weird, it's a weird path to finding a need and that path is expensive whichever road you take. And maybe, I just don't know if it's worth it. You've already got a phone. We all have phones, right? We've all got phones. <laughs> yep. As well. we once, someone once famously said. So anyway, uh, we'd love to hear your uh, feedback. What do you think about the PlayStation Portal? It's going to take a while for me to get used to saying it that way, because I feel like I'm saying portable wrong. Well, here's, here's the reality, Scott. Yep. You're not going to have to say it that much. That's true, right? It's yeah. a, nobody's going to be talking about this except the people it serves. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the that's the thing. It's like talking about, I don't know, a special cable <laughs> Make, <laughs> it solves a problem for probably certain people who yeah, yeah. We, that we've forgotten. We've already forgotten what the last thing was that was all the t- topic of conversation on the show. Well, I already struggled. I think, I'm trying to think of it, and I'm like, uh. I already struggled with when the, was it Logitech had that thing? Uh, and that will do like five or six services, streaming services. And even then I was like, yeah, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Logitech one, right. Where's the, the how's that one it? doing? Right I don't now? think it's doing very well. I think it's kind of tanking, if I had to guess. I could be wrong. I'm a, I'm a, I'm supposed to be a Logitech official, like, reviewer type person. They're supposed to send me some things. They never send me that one. I always ask for that one, and I never do. It's is like the here, Logitech gaming handheld is three ninety nine. Yeah, that's the other thing. Wow. That thing's really expensive, stupid expensive. But to its credit, it does more than this thing, including what this thing does. This does PlayStation uh, remote play as well. <laughs> so I don't know. Just feels like a product for no one. 
Uh, if you disagree, let us know. I would it's love to hear more. It's a product for someone. Well, let someone. me head off the email uh, say, and say that's a product for someone. It's a product for someone, but not for a whole lot of someones. It's not enough someones. I think it's probably a a, a very niche part of their their world. They may think uh, different. They like you said, they have the numbers. They must have the market research that well, we, we don't have. But we might we might also not be the right audience for it. I'm looking at this on Amazon, the Logitech G Cloud Gaming handheld. 173 ratings, average rating 4.3. Yeah, no, people like it. And a lot of people are like, not everything's like not for everyone, but if you know what you're getting, uh, I love it. I'm one is like, I'm in love. I mean, it says verified purchase. I assume that means we know for sure they're not paid reviewers. Mm -hmm. But um, this is how you know know they have good internet. I think it's a niche product. I think the people that are really going to really going to enjoy having it want it. And uh, it's not going to serve, you know, if you if you know how to install a video card, it's probably not for you. But there's I, lots of gamers who just, like, want an easy solution. I, I don't even think it's that simple. I like installing video cards, and I also like consoles. And I am kind of a sucker for accessories and extra junk. I like this stuff. I would normally be all in on this. If this is a Vita 2, I'd be in on this. This is something I would yeah, want. Yeah. But I don't. They're not even getting me with it, and I like all the little stupid extras. So I don't know. I don't know. I know there are people who want this because I've seen them in our own Discord, and they've made some interesting points about why they want the thing they want. Um, I just would like to hear some hands-on, you know. Like I just feel like these kinds of devices, ones that stream only, they should be dirt cheap. It's like buying a trailer and not a car. Right. Like the engine, there's no engine in it. Right. Something else is pulling you along. So, like, why is the trailer more expensive than the car? Like, what, what, what's special about this that I'm going to pay so much? Because I feel like even 400s a lot, 200s a lot for basically a calculator. Mm. Like, it's how sophisticated components do you need to just have a stream, a screen that streams and a controller? Well, if you think about it this way, so this thing will also have all the functions and features of the DualSense controller. Again, I'm holding one here. These are 79 bucks. So if you if you think about that, that there's a $79 control mechanism in here with all the adaptive triggers and all the crap they put into this thing, uh, mm-hmm. and then you're just adding a screen, I mean, at 79 plus and other whatever, you're, you're getting close to the 200. So I, I don't, I don't, don't think, it's crazy. think it's a crazy price for what it is. I just think it's a crazy price for what it does. But I'm also not the person who needs it. You know, right, I, I, I paid a stupid amount for a cable to try and get streaming off of my PlayStation five to work. And it was just a just a dumbass cable uh, that I needed mm. and it was expensive. And it turns out I didn't even need it, but I thought I did <laughs> and I bought it. And you know what? It was a stupid price for a cable. But when you need the cable, you spend the money and you do it. Yep. So yep. like that's where it, that's where it's at. Yep. Well, we'll see how it goes. They're already having a hard time pushing VR 2.0. I don't know how they're going to do with this. Meanwhile, their console's selling yeah. great and doing fine. Like, there's we haven't heard anything about their like report on PS2 VR so far. Eh? Uh, just analysts saying that it sounds like a tank, but that doesn't mean that's for sure. Yeah. But Sony, I think Sony would be out in front saying we've never had a add-on accessory sell the way the PSVR 2 has. Right, if we, it was we gotta wait till the earnings call if somebody yeah. reports anything. Yeah. It may have happened and I missed it or I don't remember, but I'm just Googling headlines now. I think it's a little too early still. They probably have their sales plan that they're still... Yeah. They're still releasing games. You guys, it's not in the news anywhere, but you saw that Bulletstorm 
VR officially is coming. Yeah. No, it's not a mod. It's they're full on re-releasing. I first thought of you. Well. It's the first thing I thought of. I think did we see it? a classic. Yeah. We may have seen it when we were watching the opener. The We've other talked night. about it before. It's a classic one-off game. That's just a really good shooter of its, of that 2000s, late 2000s era. Yeah. Has like very juvenile humor, but the actual <laughs> gameplay, you, you're not going to it for the humor. The gameplay is actually pretty. Oh, the game's awesome. I love Bloodstorm. Yeah. Bloodstorm's great, um, and you can flip people off. And I assume in VR you can also do that. You can flip them yeah. off. I mean, why would you do it in VR if you couldn't flip them off? You know, what's the what's if, the, yeah, that's just removing a feature if you can't. Yeah, so. I right. think it's in the trailer. I think it's confirmed confirmed feature for the VR version. So. Well, there you go. Coming soon to all VR platforms near you. Now, this Wesker. It's time for us to talk about the games we played this week, and we're going to start with a combination. Uh, talk once again about how things are going in Baldur's Gate 3, which uh, we've all been playing, of course. Um, all right. Bo, word is you're, you're in Act 3, eh? You've, I'm in Act 3. Yeah. I just started. I've arrived outside of Baldur's Gate. Is there anything so to this? Two done for me. Is there anything to this idea that 3 is buggy as hell? Have you seen any big problems? Because I keep hearing, oh, yeah. oh 3 yep. is a mess. There's a... And I'm not sure what I did, but there's um, in behind was building. There's these two NPCs that are talking. There's some dogs, and for me, when I go to talk to them, the game hangs. Uh, I just can't input anything. I can go to the menu and reload a game, but I can't move any of the characters. I can't break out of it. It doesn't start dialogue, and it just hangs there. Weird. And that happened to me today, in fact, before the show. Mm. Um, I have a laundry list of bugs. None of them game ending or breaking, but there's definitely been problems. Um, I can't say that there's been more in Act 3, but I have come across one game-breaking bug. And mm. The first one I've come across, and it's in Act 3. Also, frame rate, definitely taking a bit of a dip in Act 3. Now, it's for me, it's never right away. Usually, when the game's been running for a few hours, it can start to lag. And I turned some graphics down a little bit for Act 1 and 2, and it resolved itself and didn't happen. But now that I'm in Act 3, once my game client's been open for about two or more hours... It starts to show, like, it's not like a bad frame rate. It's like hitchiness. It's like the frame rate will be good, and then for a few seconds it'll go, eh, 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 and then it'll go back to normal. But it's annoying. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. So. I've I've run into some issues with uh, Act 3 as well. Not really any new bugs. The, the bugs I've encountered, I encountered in the other acts as well. So I haven't really seen anything too crazy. It definitely feels like, um, by its nature, Act 3 demands more of your system. I actually think Act 3 is probably the first dip in quality that I have felt from Baldur's Gate 3. It doesn't make the game a bad game, um, but up to Act 3, I was definitely feeling like, oh my gosh, this game might be perfect. You know, minor little gripes and in bugs here and there aside. Mm. Um, this is a pretty perfect experience. I think they made a really interesting decision with where Act 3 is set. Um it's uh, it's in the city. The game's called Baldur's Gate. We're not dealing with a Diablo situation here. The city Baldur's Gate is in Baldur's Gate. Uh, the game does contain what's in the title. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Th- I think that like the issue is that when you're running around a forest and you run into a, a NPC and they go, ah, help, there's a problem. You have a real like clear direction on where to go, what to do. Um, and it's, it's wide open. You know, to either go talk to that person or avoid them or whatever you want. 
I think when you're in the city, you're surrounded by like they want it to feel like a city and it does like they do a tremendous job. One that has made the graphical requirements and demands on my system go up considerably because they're loading a lot of citizens uh, that are just chilling and you can't really talk to them or interact with them. Mm. Um, But the the other problem with that is it makes it harder to discern what's important and worth your time and what isn't. Um, which also ties into, and I won't get into it, some story stuff where I'm now at a point where a certain thing happens storyline wise. And I talk to people and I can't tell if they would have been an interesting dialogue or if I have just locked myself out of having a better dialogue option with certain people. Mm. So, uh, it also highlights, you know, technical limitations. You know, this game is very, very good, plays very, very well. But sometimes if you want to go upstairs in a building, it's a bigger challenge than it should be. You're mm. like, I'm clicking the stairs and your character walks under the stairs. And you're like, no, I'm clicking the stairs, I'm not clicking under the stairs. I'm clicking the stairs and you fiddle with the camera a little bit and you get it and it works. Sure. Well, when you're set in a city, you've got a lot of verticality. There's a lot of stairs. There's a lot of going up. There's a lot of where's the camera positioning. And I'm just spending a lot more time doing tedious things that I haven't had to do in the first two acts because of the nature of it being in the city. Mm. So it's not the end of the world, but I'm definitely enjoying Act 3 less than Act 1 or 2. It Mm. definitely pumped the brakes a little bit for the game. For me by the nature of where it is set interesting um but i'm still having a good time with it i will say that i had to throw out about three hours i think three and a half hours of progress Oof. uh because i got a bad ending to the game i oh, made so you a finished the game i finished the game technically <laughs> i saw a, a ending um it wasn't good <laughs> it was pretty bad but basically, a credits uh, ending or game yeah, over? Yeah, credit roll. Or? This was a game over, but it was a game over at what I think could have been the end of the game. Oh. Um, but basically, uh, I, I'll just say, talk around spoilers. This will not be spoilery about the end of the game. I made a decision. Uh, or actually, I, I tried something. You know, this game, there's a lot of experimentation. Absolutely. I got in a, fu- I got in a fight and I got my butt kicked Mm. i got absolutely obliterated in a fight and i went man i didn't even understand what happened in that fight so i tried the fight again got my butt kicked a second time and i was like i wonder if like i'm gonna have to do this fight soon i I didn't really intend to do it at that point but i was like i'm gonna have to do this fight soon i'm gonna try this one more time and i'm gonna experiment so i started seeing what i could do to set up and prep for the fight I discovered something. Uh-oh. And as a result of the discovery, I won the fight way oh. before I intended to win the fight. Like an and environmental had, thing, like something in the world. It, and you were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, also, I kind of feel like the boss killed himself. There were some weird <laughs> AI decisions in, made in that fight. It, it was all like mechanics, but like he did one thing that I was just like, what are you doing, dude? And it didn't work out good for him and he never recovered from it. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. I won a fight that I wasn't really intending to do. And it had lasting consequences on the world. Like the world changed based on this fight being over in a way that I wasn't really ready for. So I already kind of in the back of my head was like, I think I might reload the save and 
try and wrap up some of this other stuff before I do this. But seeing as how I've broken the world, mm. uh, let me see how much I've broken the world. So I started checking on things and it had made my life really difficult and things were going really bad. People were mad at me, like things were just spiraling out of control further and further. So I went, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go beat the game. So I just decided to focus on the main quest and proceeded with objectives. And this down the snowball that I started of bad decisions kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I kept making worse and worse decisions. I failed like eight checks in a row uh, and was like, well, this just keeps getting worse. I probably should have succeeded on one of those. This is not going well. Somebody else showed up as like a uh, it almost felt like what the DM would do if the DM's like, boy, your dice are just bad. Let me throw you a little vine. And I slapped that vine away. Wow. Oh, and I don't need help. I'll solve this game myself. And the DM was like, fine, there's no helping you. And then uh, the DM gave me another get out of jail free card and I rolled it up and I threw it in his face and I said, keep your card, man. Yeah. And then the game ended because I was too hostile towards the DM. And it turns out you can be too stubborn wow. in a video game. And it was so, this point you're like, I got to go find an old save and try all this over with. Yeah. So it turns out it was about three and a half hours of gameplay and uh, I reloaded it. And uh, we're going to do things very differently now. But mm. um, yeah, I did technically get to an ending. It didn't give me credits because the game was like, you're not yeah. satisfied with this, right? Like it was sort of like the one Bo and I had mentioned about, you know, maybe being a little too bold in front of a deity. Have you gotten, have you gotten to the crash, the, the, the Githyanki crash, uh, Scott? Uh, you got there. Uh, I think I'm saved right there. I think I'm okay, saved because so I just got there. Yeah. Have you have you gotten to the the scientist's room? No. Okay, so you just got there. Okay. Yeah, okay. I just got there and saved. So. All right. Cool. 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 Yeah. yeah, then, yeah. Okay. So we can't. I'm, we're trying not to spoil things. So. Right. I'm sure all that right. stuff plays out in big ways though later on. I have you know, like a lot. Yeah. Of I mean, right? there's, there's a lot of. <laughs> it's like it, it really does feel like a journey. There's a lot of stuff that happens, so mm. it's not. It's just very memorable and surprising, and I'm curious. It's always fun when so someone makes the decisions, and you don't influence them, right, to see mm. what they decide to do in the scenario. So I don't want to take that from. Did me. you? So you're? Are you? Is John? Or who's who's furthest in this game? I'm not that it's a contest, but how far? Apparently, John. Three? I mean, I, I think just, I am. Yeah. So I just got to Rivington, and I'm. I haven't gotten into Worms Crossing yet, so I'm just in that. There's a brothel Ooh. and the flop house, Ooh. and I'm solving a murder. Yeah, and um, and you know, gen just generally being harassed by one of the antagonists. Uh, and yeah, so I'm sure I'll, you're further. I'll put it this way: there is a quest to collect three MacGuffins. I have two out of the three MacGuffins, and I have played where I've had three out of the three MacGuffins. So. Right. Okay, there you go. I have one MacGuffin. MacGuffins because, are usually things you don't want, though, because they're MacGuffins. Eh, I'm just using it as a general term, okay. like to avoid talking about okay. exactly what it is. Okay, so what? The, okay, that's actually a good MacGuffin idea. MacGuffin is also the name of my parents' dog. So Really? Know. MacGuffin? Yeah. I love that for a dog's name. I'm we call him Mac, but I'm, I'm yeah. doing that next time I get His a dog. His name's MacGuffin. I love that. <laughs> That's actually really good. Um, any other thoughts about where we're at and what we're doing? I mean, we're all. Yeah, well, it's hard to it's hard to share. So, like Scott, I think you, at least anything you talk about and share, we can talk about in full. 
So like act one, it's just like, it's not hot on our minds right now, mm. but you must have things hot on your mind. You already talked a bit about. Not so much hot. I just, shadow heart, but uh, yeah, I lost so who did heart. you side with uh, in the goblins and versus tieflings? I sided scenario. with the tieflings. Oh, I was going to tell you guys this. Okay. So this is pretty stupid and funny. So I sided with the tieflings cause they're freaking kids in there. And like, you know, I can't, yeah. I cannot see them all get slaughtered. And goblins are just little pieces of shit. So it was an easy choice for me. <laughs> uh-huh. So my goal was to go to that stronghold and wipe out every goblin possible, the drow lady and everything in there. That's where Shadowheart took a dive down in the pit. Did um, you just have some alone time with Priestess Gut? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, I did. I had a bunch of time with her. She was just trying to... She almost... I almost lost an eye. Did this happen to anybody else? Where... where um. Yeah, so I, I the point I had gotten there, I'd resolved not to like. I had already. It depends how much you know about the story. It really affects your decisions there because if you're like just trying to get the illithid out, yeah. she will help you. Right. Until that point, she pulls the rug out from underneath your feet because she sees you as competition. She's going to kill you. Yeah. Like that's that's her whole plan is to take out the competition. But she sweet talks you in a goblin way um, the whole time. But that's. Her idea of taking you to a room aside alone because the rest of your party members can't be in there is to basically off you. I, I don't know for sure, but I think there might be a game over possibility where she just where she kills you. So, so yeah, so you didn't let her try the surgery on you, I presume. No, last so I she had me lay down. I did do that. I got all in the position to do it, and really one one or two prompts away from like doing the deed, and I backed out. I went, I don't, I can't. You got nervous. I did. Well, well, here's why, though. Because, yeah. Here's here's why. Because Will, I'm playing Will. And Will already only has one good eye. His eyes are effed as it is. Oh, man. I am curious what would happen if he lost an eye as Will. That would be interesting. Right? I know. A little word of advice. Just think very carefully before you take Volo's help if it comes up. <laughs> as well. Well, that, that's true in uh, Soul Calibur as well. Well, never take yeah. Volo's help. He's a bastard. But no, um, like but, uh, the goblins just, I didn't trust anything anybody in there was saying to me. Nothing. Even no, the, of course. Some they're, of the, there's goblins. a couple of humans walking around working for him. Those guys are untrustworthy. And I really wanted the treasure in that room that you have to unlock, but you have to kill off everyone to get there. So yeah. I finally. Did it. I wasted every goblin in that place. Every single one and mm-hmm. anyone supporting them uh, had a vampire boy open the gate, got the gold and, and a bunch of really great magic items. Don't even remember what they are now, but some good stuff. And I thought, look at me. I'm awesome. I'm just going to saunter out of here now. The, the victor. I'm the king of the world. Just took care of every goblin problem that anyone ever had. Uh-huh. I totally forgot. <laughs> But on the other side of that front door are Mm -hmm. a million more goblins, plus some giant cave troll dudes, plus a bunch of other shit they got in there. I completely forgot about that. So here's how I handled it. I saved right before I left, just because that's what I do before I leave buildings. Smart move if you're trying to save your way to to heaven. Sure. And I walked out that thing, and they all went, and they all all immediately went into initiative because it was... They all know I just you know slaughtered everybody yeah, inside. They I heard guess. the slaughter inside the building. Yeah, yeah. Why they didn't come in, I don't know. But um, anyway, they were all upset and ready to murder me. And I'm looking up at the turn order, and it's like me, fifteen goblins, uh, a couple other of our people in our party, another fifteen goblins, 
that list went on. It was like people were getting tickets to to Taylor Swift in L.A. Just went around the block. And I went, I'm not going to survive this. There's no way I beat all of these, including these huge thuggish whatevers. So I saved scum back into the building right before I went out and then <laughs> yeah. teleported to one of the outside uh, teleporter things, <laughs> yeah, which you can totally do. And I hope I never have to go back there and face any of that music because maybe, maybe you can get a few more levels and you can come back and wipe the place out for the XP. No, I might do that. Uh, you know, I might. It, do that. it's nonlinear. So if you want some enjoyable combat, uh, you can always, let's just say that, like, so I basically, the goblin camp was the last thing I did in all of act one, pretty mm. much mm. like I played oh, geez, around the goblin camp. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so before I, that's why I already kind of knew. I knew enough about the story to just immediately tell. Pre, like, I was getting her in the room alone uh, because, like, I agreed to go to the room because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna assassinate the leader, then take everyone else out. So I kind of did what you did, but I was already pretty high level. Mm. So yeah, but yeah. when you did, did you do the same thing? Did you wipe it, or did you side with the? No, no, I was already so strong. I just went in there and... Oh, you just wrecked him. I I steamrolled everything. Like So level four, I don't know if you're at level four yet, or sorry, level five. Level five is a huge power spike because your martial classes get extra attacks. Mm. Makes a big difference getting two attacks a turn. And I have a fighter in my group. That means I can action surge one of those rounds for four attacks. And spells make a big difference too. Like being able to go invisible and flee um, and or just you know, cordon off, like divide and conquer, like just like sort of um, sneak around, nuke a guy, flee combat. Right. You but Carlac, you can throw a goblin into a goblin. It's the most satisfying thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. Yeah. I fi- I'm finding combat. I'm sure it's going to get challenging in act three, but I found combat in act two. And once I hit level five in act one to be pretty manageable um, because of Carlac, because like, it's a slog to do damage, but it's easy to throw people into chasms. <laughs> like it's my goal is like, I'm always like, where's the hole? Carlac throw them. If there's no hole, I throw them into each other. And I have like gloves that add one D four damage to throws. Like it's she, I, she hasn't used a basic attack like in weeks. <laughs> like it, I, I'm just immediately throwing stuff. And even, even as a barbarian, she's a range character. If I don't have a person to pick up and throw, I have like 20 magic swords in my inventory. She's just like firing the magic swords at people. Um, and I, I got a pretty sweet legendary weapon that returns to my hand now. So I can finally free her of all yeah, that. Yeah, I got that too. That's you real got that nice. Too? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Although I got to say, I'll tell you guys, I had one combat. I'm not kidding. That I, that took me almost two hours. Oh yeah. I've had those too. Yeah. It was insane. I just, it was a very hard fight. Won't say what it was, but I will say that after the hardest part of the fight was done, my mage was dead. Uh, Gale was dead. Everybody was hurt, bloodied, like real, real close to death. The enemies I was fighting couldn't really kill me. They couldn't do enough damage, but what they would do is they would appear from being invisible stab me twice, and then go invisible. Mm. And the game was not, either by glitch or intent, was not giving me perception checks to see them. Mm. They would be just pure invisible until they attacked. Well, the only person that could cast see invisible was down. And anytime I got him up, they'd just appear and kill him before he got a chance to do anything again, because there was just enough of them. So it was just guessing where they might be and 
throwing stuff, <laughs> just hoping they wouldn't be able to turn invisible. It was the worst encounter. And then even when it was all done, it glitched. And there was a character that had um, a, a sanctuary on where you can't do any damage to them unless they do damage to you. And this character would not attack me, but they were still considered hostile and I couldn't leave combat. So in turn based mode, I had to make my way through a dungeon to this person. And the way I ended up doing it was I cast wall of fire under them, which circumvented the sanctuary issue, but Oh, it took so long. It took so long to kill this person. And it was so many turns of us because they were the last person left. They wouldn't attack me. So there's no danger of dying, but it was just like intern, 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 intern. And the game was doing that thing. I don't know if either of you have had this where the game sometimes really has to think about what it wants to do. And a character will sit there probably for about. 10 seconds oh, before yeah. they act like environment uh, a little environment turn comes up and just spins for a bit it reminds me of when you get it, deep into like civilization it just takes a while yeah yeah it was that so it was intern four times wait while the game thinks have their character do nothing and then intern four more times and just do that over and over until this flame wall finally took them down it was it was rough Sounds so i guess rough. that was technically an act three bug as well i think wow yeah, I haven't had, as far as bugs, I haven't really had anything that was game-breaking. I had a, f- a couple of funny things, like someone started talking to me and then for some reason f- picked up and moved across the screen to some other place. <laughs> but, I, but I was able to finish the you know the conversation and get where I wanted to go, so it was no big deal. But I haven't really had... It's surprising we haven't had more problems you know, yeah. for a game this big and complicated. It's impressive. There's some camera placement issues when you're, when you're wild shaping, like when you... If you turn into a massive panther, it'll like show you talking, but it shows your abdomen and not your <laughs> face. You know? like, kind of or sometimes the 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 panther will be standing in front of the talking character, so you just see a pile of fur. Yeah, <laughs> this is like okay. This, there's I, some, I had an NPC problem. that clipped through the dock. Mm. And so my characters were just looking down at the ocean and being threatened by the sea. Cause he's like, it's just like, it would just be a shot of water. Yeah. And it would just be this guy's like, I wouldn't come over here if I was you lassie. Yeah. And, you're, and then my characters would be like, Whoa, sorry. It's fine for us to be here. And it's just a shot of water and them looking down at it. Wow. It was really, really funny. Yeah. Um, and I knew that character had been there because uh, on the earlier playthrough, he was there and he was a person. But now I think he fell through the earth or something. I could only look down at the water. Open world jank, man. There's it's, there's some fun to be had in it, even though this game's not technically an open world game. But it has that feeling of there's so much going on here. I'm surprised any of these townspeople are walking normal. I'm surprised I don't lose half the people I'm working with or have a busted save. The game, you know, for for all of its greatness, has some bugs, but I think it's pretty impressive how few there are, at least obvious ones. Um, but I keep any, hearing any other you know, three's a little. Any rough. other interesting things that are happened on your adventure that we could talk about? Oh, what else? Um, nothing crazy. Like have you have you been to the jungle? Not jungle, but wetlands, the swamp to the south of the goblin camp. No, although okay. I thought about um, that. Um, 
What else? Uh, that whole area over there, I haven't really explored. Everything to the west and south of the ship landing crash, there's a lot of stuff in there I've never been to. Yeah, so there's stuff to the west and then to the north. Did you go to... Um, there's a really good... I really like how they handled that encounter. There's mm. a place called Walking's Rest that's on fire mm. near the Knolls. I think you fought the Knolls, right? There you, oh, some. so I talked to them on my first trip up there. You're the yeah. best. Sorry, my wife just brought me a Dr. Pepper, and I'm so excited. Nice. Thanks, babe. You're the best. Um, anyway, I got up there and... Uh, or sorry... I got there, talked to them at the gate, and they didn't want to let me in for some reason. Don't remember what the deal was, but everything's on fire. Oh. It's all cindery. Oh, okay. And they oh, wouldn't let me in. So then I go kill all the goblins. I go back yeah. over there, and as soon as they see me, initiative roll. They're pissed. And I assume the it's fist? because they were aligned. They were must have been aligned with the goblin camp because why else would they be mad at me now? Wait, like they're the humanoids at Joaquin's Rest? Like yeah. the fist? Like yeah. soldier look? Yeah. Whoa. You know yeah. what happened with me how did you manage that i don't know honestly i i I got let in oh maybe i persuasion rolled my way in oh man fire okay so i forgot to say this yeah the first time in there i helped the guy rescued the guy okay Uh, in the fire right yeah and that was a pain in the ass and i hated it by the way you go to turn you go to turn base mode and it works a lot better i don't know if you did that i did and it worked better but it still was dumb and also the thing spinning and waiting forever for someone to make a move was definitely happening with that that survivor mm. for some reason. It's like 10 seconds it took him to make a decision. But when I finally got him out of there, uh, I got him out completely and then went, wait, I really got to do that goblin thing before I keep moving north. So I'm so going to go back and do goblins. there's people to rescue in there. Oh, there are? Yeah. Well, I wonder if the first guy died or something because when I came back, they all hate me. Immediate, immediate combat. They're all mad now. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I, you might have not completed the rescue. That might be it. And then, so the guy has, there's a, one guy who you save who doesn't have any clothes on, right? Like he's like this yeah, guy. Yeah, he's like a disheveled has, naked guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think there's another one who's actually a pretty important NPC. I want to say on the right side of the building, like he's on the left side. If you orient yourself to the map facing sure. north. I think what happened, um, too, is I may have glitched something because when we rescued him, he was in a room that was barred that I hadn't blown out or broken or anything yet. I was yeah. going to have uh, Carlac do it, but I didn't do it. But I could talk to him. And so I thought, well, I'll talk to him first, and then we'll decide how to destruct this wall. Well, talking to him put us all in there in a talking cutscene with that oh. wall still there. So we were all in there going, hey, dude, what's the matter? And, oh, we got to get him out. And the whole the whole conversation. And then when that went away, we're still outside. We weren't ever really in that room. So then we had to, I can't remember what happened. We had to break that down. But he was getting burned already, and it took forever because it was turn-based. Yeah. And I think maybe he died. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we got yeah, him killed maybe- on the way out or something. Yeah, that might be why they're mad at you. And then you didn't know about the other NPC who I think is a pretty important fist member because I've talked to her and she's been in act two and I'm meeting up with her in act three. So unless she, unless like the, the team rescued her in the background, you met like a dark skinned elf who's the leader of the fist. Did yes. you talk to, I did talk to him okay. that first time in there. Yes. A woman, not a man. It was a man. You sure it's a woman? Oh, or yeah, do I, a woman. I may yeah. not remember right. Maybe it was a woman. <laughs> yeah, no, you might not have rescued her because I think she's one of the people you got to rescue in the building. I have but talked she's to. She's not as obvious. It was like a dark skin, not drow, but like a. Oh, maybe she was outside. She's kind of making maybe a drow. She's definitely a dark skinned elf, though. 
Um, I would have sworn it was a dude. If you held a gun in my head, I'd say it was a dude. But maybe I talked to a lady. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking some. There's there are two NPCs to save in there though. But yeah, yeah that's interesting. Our playthroughs have diverged already in interesting ways, which is like. The fist is pretty big in in the storyline, so you know right. the fact that you have a bad reputation with them doesn't mean you can't play the game. It's just that's what that's you know, just that's how it is now. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's any way to repair it or to even know what I did. You know, go back to you'll some probably time. be fine. Like I don't think there's. I guess like at a certain point you ask yourself, do I care about these factions? Because one thing I'm getting from Act Three is, and I don't really know because I'm still not yet inside Baldur's Gate, but. Um, there are a lot of factions in the city, like like an absolute assload. So you know you're not going to be friends with every single faction. I think in the city, mm-hmm. I know I've already I think pissed off two of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were they're like both offering me money to help them, and I'm like I don't care about you guys. So they they both attacked me. <laughs> I, don't know who that, I don't know who the hell you are. And, uh, yeah. So I think um you know you'll probably be fine. It's just interesting how it diverges. Yeah. And you haven't have you done too much underground yet, or you have have you gone? No, but that's next. Yeah. That's that's my next thing after I finish up with uh, Lazelle's little side business. Okay, so did you you got Halson then? And you said you uh, yes, Halson. I did. Yeah, he's great. Well, that's good because then he can he'll join you if you ask him. I think. If yeah, he's so supposed to. He's you supposed didn't to actually like kill a druid or something like that. He's supposed to meet me somewhere. Maybe he's just in camp, and I haven't been back to camp since. Usually, he's at camp. Typically. Okay. Yeah, he's probably at camp. Oh, t- the Druid Grover camp. Did you guys flip out this week when we found out that voice actor listens to the show that does that uh, Druid? Yeah, yeah. Dave, I think it's Dave Jones. Sorry, yeah. I don't want to get it Dave, wrong. Dave, uh, um, crap. I have to look it up. I was so excited. I had the biggest double take. Like You tweeted something, and then someone was correcting you, and I was like, Okay, yeah, listener was correcting. Like I didn't think anything of it, like at all. Like, and then like I think it took me a day, and I was like, "Wait a second, that's the voice actor for it's Dave Jones. Uh, that's Dave the Jones. voice actor for Halston." I was like, "Oh, yeah. wait a second. That it's was a- one of the funniest things because I I logged on Twitter that morning and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool!" I responded to him, and I was like. Because I genuinely think this. I feel like we haven't said it much on the show, and so maybe now's a really good time to say it. The voice performances and the performances in general in this game are exceptional. They're really I mean, good. like, I think there is a reason why you have, between the three of us, um, <laughs> like, so many people in love with so many of these characters, and it is because it is performed exceptionally well. But uh, regardless, I I saw that he had responded to a tweet of yours, or, or he had tagged us in a tweet, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. So I responded and said, you know, hey, you know, that's awesome, and you know, thank you, you did an awesome job, and love the performance from you and everybody. And then I like wrote in Discord to you guys, I was like, damn, I should have been rolling with Halson this whole time, <laughs> and both you and Bo were like. And well, Scott was the first to respond, and he goes, Shadow Heart for life. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. I was like, well, I don't think Scott knows why I said that. He just reaches. Well, do you know why? Because it. at that point, and, I had met Halston in the game, but he had not. I didn't think he was ever going to get to be a part of anything I was doing. I didn't know he was going to be a playable. I had no idea. So at that point, then, it was like, oh, okay. Because now, I don't know. I, I want him on the team now. Like, when I go back to camp, I'm going to have to make a hard-ass decision. 
on something. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick your party. Yeah. Um, but then Bo just started talking about other things in general. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm the only person that thinks this is cool. That's fine. I'm fine with being the only person that's uh, starstruck, apparently, and thinks this is neat. Yeah. And then, like, eight hours goes by. Yep. And then Bo jumps back in Discord <laughs> and is like, holy shit. Freaking yeah, out, but like a whole day had gone by. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't click with me at all. I was like, "What yeah. the hell?" That was amazing. Like, yeah. Anyways. Plus, they just had a, I, they had a I, wonderful I week of memes where they were all tagging on each other and doing uh, voice stuff on on Twitter so, and other. So, social do you know media. the context of why he even responded in the first place? Which I, was, um, we were talking about Matt Barry. How if Matt how Barry was a voice Gale actor. Is the Matt Barry of the party. Oh right. And, but if Matt Barry was in the show, then we'd have to end all romances and simply romance Matt Barry's character because right. you know <laughs> why would so? You? But apparently, the guy who voice acts Gale is an actor named Tim Downey who is in Toast of London with. Matt Berry. I haven't seen Toast of London. Heard good change. things. Here it's very um, funny. Yeah, I, I know Matt Berry from IT Crowd, and I know him from uh, What We Do in the Shadows and other things, but I haven't, and my sister loves him too. There's, I think he's been in some other things, but Toast of London just missed me. So, but I know who Tim Downey is. Like, I, don't, I didn't know him by name, but like, I, you know, clicked the link and I'm like, oh, I've seen this guy in tons of shit. Um, he's, he's a great actor. He's like, there's a, there's a cadre of uh, British actors that you like, you know them, yeah. but you don't know them well enough where you know their name, but you definitely see them in lots of BBC productions and things <laughs> like that. And, um, his face is one of them to me. But, yeah. um, anyways, yeah, very, he's, uh, he's great. So there you go. So he's like Matt Berry adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And we I, got this. And in, oh, go ahead. To just to what you said, Scott, like, it's not often that you see it does happen. And somebody pointed out overwatch was one of these when it first came out and that's true. But like, it's not often that you see like voice actors, um, really embracing. I I mean, even any actor really, really getting on social media and just reveling in the role that they got to do. Mm -hmm. And like what the boulders gate three, uh, performers have been doing and it has been an absolute joy if you don't if you don't follow them on twitter or you know whatever social media platform they're on it's worth going and seeing i think my favorite that i've seen so far not to necessarily pick favorites but y'all gotta admit it was pretty good was the uh actress who plays lizelle mm. read mean tweets about lizelle as the character <laughs> yeah and insulted the people who were insulting her, and she did it all with a facial filter that made her look like Lizelle while she was doing it. It <laughs> gave her the the bat nose and the eyes. That was pretty spectacular. Yeah, so it was really good. You, my my favorite was the Carlac actress. I thought I capped it, and I can't find it now. But where she says something like "F it, I'm going to build a bear." <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the line, but it's so good because it's so her. And I, I don't know that maybe this is the people that don't get credit for this a lot of times are voice act or not voice uh, sorry directors for voice actors. Uh, yes. Liam's done this a few times. He he was he was that at World of Warcraft for the entirety I think of what was the what was the big Illidan expansion? My brain just went dead. Legion. Legion. Was it Legion or where's where we? I am Burning my, Crusade. Was where I am my Legion. scars. Legion. Legion is I am my okay. scars. Okay, yeah. for a chunk of that, he did actual direction, and those people, usual these usual director guys, I don't think they get the credit they deserve because it's 
it's their job to bring everybody to whatever quality level, get it the way they want it, do enough takes to get what they need, and then have it be really cohesive in the end product. And this game is the best of the year. I don't, I've not heard anything better this year out of video game voice acting than I've heard in uh, Baldur's Gate 3. So, John, you're absolutely correct. No. And the fact hey, that they're you... having this much fun with it, 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 actually the only thing it really reminds me of is, is, is those guys having fun with it around the initial launch of Overwatch 1 and yeah. you know, seeing those, those guys goof with each other and do it on stage and do it over the internet or whatever. But um, it's all fantastic. And I will say, Shadow Hearts voice actor, as lovely and beautiful as the character she portrays. <laughs> Not to be creepy. Oh my gosh, Scott. Lovely young You're woman. You're going to get a restraining order on the internet <laughs> from Shadowheart. Um, I, I think you it's... You to go to horny jail. <laughs> yeah, too much. Too much, man. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you're right. Um, direction is very important. I think Final Fantasy XIV is the best example of this. The original, like, A Realm Reborn, you look at the cast of A Realm Reborn, they are some extremely prolific and talented voice actors, like, incredible people with incredible resumes. And notoriously, A Realm Reborn voice acting is garbage. Mm. And it is not because those are not talented actors. Far from the truth. I just have a feeling. I don't know. I haven't gotten to talk to any of them. Although, Scott, you may have a window to do so. Mm. Um, but uh, I haven't gotten to talk to them. But I have a feeling they just didn't understand the scope of what they were saying. The context in the same way that when you see that game get to Heavensward and they change the voices. It's not better because the voices change. I think it's better because the direction behind it changed. Because they go from just sort of saying words and it could mean anything to... Like they know what they're saying and why. Right. So I, I think that I think that that's important. I think you're absolutely right. Voice direction is key. Yeah, and they killed Although, it here. So whoever that is, freaking killed it. So good. We can't. We can't. You know, as much as we like the game, we can call out some imperfections. I would say whoever's doing the production, the audio engineer working on it, probably has his work cut out for him. And there's a lot there, but I definitely notice EQing variability between some of the lines like sometimes it's the same voice actor performance is still excellent some lines very tinny very trebly and then it'll, it'll switch to bassy like the timber will change oh like location line to line yeah now i play with headphones on maybe if you're playing on a tv you won't notice it but it's like really noticeable i like the game so much that if it stays that way it's fine it's very but small yeah Depending on how they want to work on the bugs and, and definitive edition, yeah. I think they should get their audio engineer to maybe relook at. I, I even noticed that with our house and friend, our, our druid pal. He he was <clears throat> talking to me about whether we wanted to keep him on or not, and yeah. he went from you could tell it was almost like ADR in a movie. You could tell he recorded in one space for most of his stuff, yeah. and then there was this little bit where it was just like muffle or whatever, and it was different. And uh, it my could guess be location, is, but it, it, that could also just be post. That could be post-processing, like post-processing too, right? I mean, it yeah. could. It didn't... To me, it sounded like I know this was all that, recorded uh, in the, va- in the pandemic. was Maybe. somewhat unique because I do know that they did a lot of performance capture on it as well. Like, And we're actually in there interacting with one another because that's a lot of the stuff that they have shared. 
is that it was a very open and collaborative process. But you can see if they were there doing that for a period of time, you can also see maybe like if there were a couple things that just needed to be picked up real quick, maybe that was recorded separately. I don't know, but apparently we might find out. Yep. <laughs> we could always ask. We're so, find oh, but uh, I, overall, I think the vocal performances are incredible as well as the facial capture. You know, we were talking about how good, uh, NetherRealm Studios has been with their facial technology, mm-hmm. but like I, I see it in that game too. Like, and they don't have to put that level. Like, most of this game is played like a bird up in the air. So the fact that I've seen really good facial performances out of it is extremely impressive. Because not only is that hard to do, it's also a little unnecessary for a game that doesn't focus on faces. All you notice often. it's almost always not you though. That's so well animated. Like when no, your character's a bit of a goof. A little bit of a goof. Now, let me yeah. tell you, if you put Stanley's mustache on him, extra goofus. <laughs> I love petting the dog, but with that mustache on Stanley, it is the creepiest smile when he's petting the dog. I'm like, I don't, dog. <laughs> you might want to run. Stanley looks like he's gonna kill you. you get out <laughs> like, of here, boy. It's not good. He looks like he's got the dark urge. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's just funny because Will, in all the video I've seen of Will, where he's a secondary, non-playable, not origin character, someone chose. He's like the rest of them. He's really well animated. His facial reactions feel natural. You can tell the actor mocapped a lot of that, right? But now, but when I play as Will, it's a lot of. Like, I don't even know how to yeah. explain it. Just a lot of like numbplussed sort of goofball facial things. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. So you you haven't really heard a lot of his voice lines then, no. probably, right? No, I've heard. I yeah. mean, I hear these here and there. I think you, you should play. I think you should can your playthrough and play as a custom character. <laughs> yeah, you you're not far enough, Scott. Just throw it out and start over. I mean, you, I, you're not a. Pre- I, I've thought that, about it. I just I always like the idea of at least one of my playthroughs being one of these characters they made because it's fun i don't know it's fun to see what they intend to do i guess i, I would guess get so, that either you'll way never hear any of the voice acting they recorded for him yeah that's he's true pretty, he's it's pretty you know he's a british uh he's a he's a he's a brit and you find out like he's very like kind of hoity-toity like you think he's a warlock and he's gritty but he's actually not that gritty he's like pretty polite society kind of person and you know charming and knows how to do formal dances and he's not quite, I think, what you could project onto him if you weren't hearing his lines. I don't think. Yeah, he's a little muted <laughs> with me. Uh, I mean, and have you have you a lot of have you had a lot of interaction with his patron? Yeah, I talked to her a bunch. She's great. Um, oh, you do, you do end up <laughs> yeah, talking to her a lot. Oh yeah, a whole, bu- whole bunch. Especially when you go for long rests or go to camp. There's always some cutscene with her. So okay. I get a lot of stuff with her. Oh wow. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't see her that much unless something big happens. You know, but. She's a beast. I want her as my main character. I don't think you can do that. I can make something close to it. <laughs> yeah, She's I don't know, so man. cool. Devils. She's they, so they, cool. One of the things the game's done a really good job as an MN Act 3 is um, picking a side, if that, without spoiling things, but choosing, yeah. choosing the path forward. It's really, there's a number of... I say factions. I'm not saying factions in the same way I meant it earlier, where there's just like factions in Baldur's Gate. I mean, there's a number of people of characters that now need you, and are all plot plying for you to make a decision. Like I've had a really long conversation with Raphael now, 
And man, whoever's voice acting Raphael is amazing because it's easy when you're talking to him to get caught up and feel flattered and then actually feel a little bit of pain when you're going to disappoint him because he's a devil and why would I agree? And then somehow the voice acting makes me feel like I'm an idiot for, and the, the writing, like it does a really good job of making me feel dumb for not making a deal with the devil. And he's like, I'll be right with you all the way up until the very last minute. And it's, and it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know. There's something so charming. Raphael is so well done. It's insane. It's really like, good. He reminds yeah. me a lot of a thing you did once. I'm still saying. Yeah. I mean, I didn't voice act it that good, but yeah, same. Very similar you know, vibe. I mean, they're devils. Character. Well, I, on that front, like I think they're just sort of being true to the nature of what those creatures are, right? Devils want your soul, yeah. and so you know, yeah. it's not. I didn't. I'm not the first to write a character like. No, that. it's a tropey space people are familiar with, but yeah, yeah, and and you know, but still, yeah, it's uh, he. They, they've done a. Re- I think what they've done is done a really good job of not being like obviously this guy's a devil and you shouldn't take his deal. You're like. Am I supposed to take his deal? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because the alternative is this other terrible thing that maybe is also involves me losing. What's really good is not just my humanity because I'm, I've been such a good uh, leader. Mm. I have all the NPCs. I'm like, how does this? Deci- I'm making a decision for all of them. Yeah. So I'm like, how does this decision affect them? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. Another. Another deep look at where we're at in the video game known as Baldur's Gate 3, the unending Hard not to get lost into it, you know? Yeah, it's hard not to. But I will say this. Well, we have two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks until... until, So I I have a logistics question. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Because, like, we'll be playing this for a while, but at the same time, we're all playing at different paces. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder, uh, do you think at the pace you're going at and I'm not trying to rush you or anything like that but when we can like do a full breakdown of the entire journey we're gonna we're gonna like John's already kind of crossed the finish line I'm probably gonna cross the finish line in a week or so yeah I think you're still in act one so I expect it might take a little longer it'll be a while yeah so I wonder what the plan is for you know the full retrospective um well, we should do a bonus. We should do a bonus thing. I think we'll do a bonus. Eh? Yeah. yeah. We'll make it for patrons or something. Because, uh, you know, why not? Let's lock stuff behind paywalls. We're like video games themselves, you know? <laughs> yeah. We'll just stick well, it back Also, there. it's good that it's behind a paywall because then you're like, well, I don't want to be spoiled on it, so I don't need it. You're not going to stumble won't. into it. For yeah, sure. yeah. You won't yeah. just yeah. fall into it. But, yeah, I think we ought to do that at some point. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about Starfield, and it's only two weeks away. The idea of me getting anywhere close to being near Act Three's uh, conclusion is like seems impossible at this point, given my schedule. Well, but. you're you're not you're a ser- you're 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 a serial polygamist when it comes to video games, right? Whereas <laughs> John and I are more serial monogamous. Like yeah. when we got a game that hooks us, we're we're um, uh, in for weeks. Oh yeah, I have and, new. I have ooh, you're shiny. Like, I, have I like this of, game, yeah. but I'm playing other shit. Sorry, honey. Yeah, like, I, ha- I have kind of a I have a kind of polyamory. Uh, deal i'm gonna get emails (laughs) and you love all the games too so it's very amory emphasis on the amory yeah on the amory (laughs) super amory you guys yeah the most amory yeah and and that's okay there's nothing wrong with it we just it's just different techniques and styles and approaches sure i just i know like as like part of the juice of playing balder the games like this which i never got from you guys with disco elysium because neither of you finished it yeah is just comparing what happened and at least john is 
close to ending so i know we can kind of have that fun yeah no for sure we'll do something whether it's uh, some of us all of us or whatever we'll give people like a big uh because plenty of people i mean there are people behind where i am and they bought the game the same day they just haven't had time or whatever so streaming it's been like that too people have dropped in and be like i wonder what you're gonna do (laughs) john even dropped in and tried to get me to make decisions he probably didn't make i I did i did and then i felt guilty that i was like pushing him so i was just made it clear i'm like hey don't do just don't listen to me i'm just i'm just nudging you in various directions for chaos go ahead make out with that illithid you know you want to win just do it when magus in the chat says it's kind of cute that you think scott will finish Baldur's gate look i beat original sin 2 i beat games i want to beat all right i get around it's 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 a timing thing yeah um he even beat ghost of tsushima right Not quite. No, he Not quite. But I'm getting there. Oh, no. I'm close. Okay. It's close. That was the one game you promised you'd finish. I yeah, the it, only uh, game he's ever promised he'd finish. Yeah, the rest of them, uh, big you know, no. it's all up in the yeah. air. But He yeah. did also Let's, say before he played it, he was going to finish Final Fantasy 16. That was going to be the first one. Well, that was because <laughs> it started off so strong and then... He broke the contract, John. Not, yeah, not I, Scott. yeah. <laughs> I got out of the contract early because they, they over-promised and under-delivered for me what they wanted to do in the latter, the back nine of that game. How all that being said, I think this, this one will get beat at least once, if not more over time, but I'm in no, I don't feel a rush to do it. Like the only thing, the only thing that feels like pressure right now is that Starfield appears to be just as big in terms of like the experience that it's going to be. It's a big experience. Yeah. And I really am looking forward to that. So, you know, it's just going to get weird, but you know, like, like original sin, like I feel like I played that over. Is, so are you do, doing early? No, I don't think, I don't want to do the extra 30 bucks. I don't know. <laughs> it seemed like a pretty bad deal. So I thought about it too, but I was like, I'm still playing Baldur's Gate three. There's like, maybe we, I'd try armored core or the hundred other games that have come out in the past two weeks. Like yeah. our discords literally like, guys, you should play this guys. You should play this. And I'm like, but I can't <laughs> like, you know, I used so to many. think, I used to think previous years were embarrassment of riches for gamers, but I, this year is off the charts. This summer has been wild. I mean, we saw it coming for a while now, but it's been pretty wild. It's insane to me, but, um, but I do look forward to, uh, I look forward to Starfield. I can't help it. I'm stoked about that. I'm a Bethesda game guy. I love their games. I always have, I don't have hate for them. Uh, Skyrim was a, life altering game experience for me a game i did beat and spent 400 hours in or whatever the hell it was um multiple times i bought that game what three times because you sure can there's there's always a skyrim to buy if you want to buy one um and if this is at the if this is at that level you know if this can be i don't know what other bethesda games did that i guess new vegas is that for me if they can be that big of a deal for me this time it might be the you know, all I care about for a while, and then I'll come back to Baldur's Gate. It's just the way this works now, you know? Starfield's going to be pretty good. I think it's going to review well, and I think it's going to... I think it's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I base that on nothing. I just, other than past <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know, like a fantasy setting, if it's going to be everyone's cup of tea, but people really like Fallout, so I don't know why they like wouldn't like space. But. Yeah, and I love space, so bring on the space. Oh, you remember that game you told me, Bo, I should try to check out? I ended up getting a code for it just out of the blue... What was that Jump called? Light Odyssey? Yeah. I haven't tried it yet, but I... Uh, yeah, so I think Ziggurat, because he lives in the same city as the developers, and he's a regular of the show, he said he was going to... 
I think he said he could only get one code. He was going to try to get codes for us. He'd be like, you know, support. He's like, core is great. And I don't know who he ended up sending I don't think he to. sent it to me. I think I got it some other. I got it through one okay. of my other sources. So. I, I got I got a code. You did? I got to play it. Yeah, I got a code. Oh, well, then John got I just it. Haven't, I just haven't played it. Yeah, I told him to. This isn't me trying to take credit for me, for being the good guy, but I told him to send it to you guys and I'll buy it. So I'm oh. pretty sure I meant. So you guys should be getting the code for well, that's it. That's very kind of you. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to check it out. I just, I just haven't yet. Kind of Baldur's Gate has dominated everything. Yeah, it's hard to. Yeah, do. it's yeah. I got so. distracted for about eight hours with ship <laughs> tearing apart ships and ship but did you try too. this game though scott uh not yet play? it's installed i just haven't i haven't started it yet or haven't played it oh, yet. Man. oh man it looks it cool look really cool yeah it looks up our alley so i mean a start a uss enterprise simulator is i feel like a full-on something we don't really have mm-hmm. you know and yeah it looks like the closest thing to it so yeah it looks neat um we'll talk more about that next week actually because i think i'll have a chance to maybe play a bit of it um, as far as other games we played, I played a game that John was the first person I'd ever heard talk about it. And when I found <laughs> out it was from the Monster Train people, a game I love. Like for all you, look, Splay the Spire, it's an important game. It created a whole subgenre. Nothing but respect at Slay the Spire. But my favorite one of those is not Slay the Spire, it's Monster Train. I love Monster Train. Great game. So when I when when John told me about Inkbound and it was the same devs, I got very excited. And you play the demo, I think is back when I first heard of it, during one of those demo runs or demo days or whatever the hell they called them, whatever that was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got to go, you know, get that or whatever. They've been in early access for a bit. They finally had a sale. Uh, it's down to 15 bucks. And I went, you know what? I'm grabbing it. Uh, let's see. This is Inkbound. Inkbound. And I fired it up. And John undersold Inkbound. I think Inkbound is... I said it was really good. I know. It's I. It's better than you said. And you how already said you it was know. really good. Like, that's how good it is. Um, Inkbound is awesome. It's still in early access. There's a lot left on their roadmap. So, you know, what you know, time, time matters in this case. But it's not a finished game. But it is so good. It takes everything I love about roguelikes... Uh, and everything I don't like about them and takes those out. It takes things I like about turn-based combat and adds twist to it I didn't expect. That whole like real-time, half real-time, half turn-based, like I can move in a certain circle and do certain things, and then I've got trinkets that can maybe help me do more, which is a lot like Slay the Spire-style stuff from their Monster Train game. There's just this like mix of mechanics that make that game amazing. That game's amazing. I got complete. I've only played four games, and I'm convinced this is going to be like a long term thing for me. This is going to be really good. Oh, it's really good, you guys. And the the biggest thing that has kept me from getting into it because I purchased it as well, um, and I haven't played it since I purchased it, uh, is that I'm just there's so many games that have genuinely come out this year Mm -hmm. uh, that I'm not. I'm just not giving my time to early access right now. It's nothing personal with them, but there's enough completed games for me to play that I, I will wait on experiences that aren't finished yet. It makes perfect sense to do that. And I don't blame you at all. In fact, I only picked it up for the sale, but I was like, well, let's just poke in here and and just see what the stink is about. It is a very, very cool everything so far. (laughs) I think it is rad. I think it's a very cool looking game. I like the art style. There's a pacing to it that just feels great. 
Um, they are listening to the community. There's a lot of consternation early on about how it had to have an online all the time mode. And they said, all right, well, we listened and we're going to change that. So now uh, this latest update includes offline mode and you can jump between. Yeah, the I'll two. say that was maybe the one thing that I kind of was down on is it definitely felt like it wanted to be an online game and it was not an it was not an experience I was was looking for. It's like it's like going to a pizza place and they keep pushing you on like anchovy pizza. And it's like they're like, well, but it's world famous anchovy pizza. Right, right. Like, OK, but that's not what I'm here for. So can I just not have the anchovies on it? They're like, but it's world famous anchovies. Yeah, it did feel. Like, OK, that's fine. It I'll just have like that. just a cheese pizza then. Just keep the anchovies for yourself. And that's how I felt about the online component. It kept it felt like it kept being like but we have online. And I was like, no, I'm good. This seems like a great game without it. So I, I don't need it. Yeah. I'm excited now though. Like in, with this new perspective I have on them being willing to give people what they want. Now I do want to kind of co-op in this. I want to see what's up because that sounds interesting. Co-op in here sounds interesting. I haven't tried it, but it seems like there's something there. Um, totally into it though. It's very, very cool. And just mashes up about four things I love and does it in a way that is kind of unique in a lot of ways. Like their their world they're setting up here and the and the terms for their cards and in some ways it's almost too obscure. Like it's all very weird. <laughs> like the the yeah. magic user is like has a giant spool of thread on his back and you're throwing threads at the enemy and then those threads stay attached. So then you can use further abilities that will electrify everyone who's currently threaded. It's just different in, in, in good ways, but you have to, you kind of have to get your head around it and go, Oh, okay, well this isn't just using common terms I'm used to. Uh, so far super rad. Uh, I, I'm going to play the shit out of this as, as time goes on, especially after 1.0, whenever that is, because, you know, if their if their other game is Indie Indicator, they they know they know what I need, they know what drugs I want. Uh, I so anyway, so John, uh, I guess retroactive thanks to you and poo poo on me for I'm, waiting. I'm sorry I undersold it so badly. I'm I'm sorry. I, <laughs> sorry I told you it was a good game. Yeah, sorry you told no, me it was great. Checking out. Yeah, and that you bought it and said other people should also buy it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that I was. Uh, I didn't know that I was being so harsh. Yeah, how weird. Let us down. Yeah. Uh, the other game I played was a Game Pass game, and it surprised me how much I liked this. So I want to recommend it. It was very brief because I just was like in there. In fact, I streamed it at first and then decided to download it. It's a nice thing about Game Pass; you can stream before you play or before you install. And it's a weird little indie called Toem or To Toem. It's also on Steam, also on Switch, I believe, maybe consoles as well, uh, PlayStation, Xbox. Well, Xbox for sure, but I don't know about PlayStation. But anyway, T-O-E-M, um, really cool little indie game. If you are into uh, Pokemon, what was that Pokemon game way back in the day on the N64? You took pictures. What was that called? Pokemon Snap. Snap, that's it. There's some of that. There, that gameplay. There's some uh, hidden object stuff going on, which I'm normally not even a fan of, like find mm. all the things or whatever. I don't care about that. But you're a little third person, black and white art style drawing dude. You're a little lamb character and you have a camera. And your job is to go into these worlds and use that camera to find certain things. Um, at some point I had to catch a bunch of ghosts, but I could only do it if I had a certain lens on the camera so I could see the ghosts. 
and uh, you get quests and you talk to different little denizens and they're all very cute and 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 wholesome and they're all like very like hey I can't find my my weird cat please see if you can go find him and then it's kind of just a mission and you have other missions going on but you might oh there's the cat or there's some cat paw marks I bet I I bet that cat's over here and you get a picture of it you come back you get you get paid you know for doing stuff this seems cool i like this it's neat this looks neat yeah it's really neat um very fun little thing i didn't expect it kind of came out of nowhere played really well uh both streaming and downloading it and um it's cool uh the steam steam versions that are currently overwhelmingly positive i think in both categories both recent and long term um it's not horribly long is my understanding but maybe that's good you don't want these kind of games to overstay their welcome and uh yeah I would play it if I were you. Uh, I didn't have a ton of time, but enough to tell that this is kind of this will be a thing I'll go back to. Um, and then I spent a lot of time this week playing a lot of old 16-bit baseball games because we had a play retro episode about baseball games from the NES Genesis up through, well, really everything before the 32-bit era. And it turns out there are a trillion of those damn things. And so a lot of my time was spent playing those. I'm happy to report. You can listen to that play retro show and hear my, my, you know, the full take on it, but I'm happy to report that Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Jr.'s winning run is still the best 16 bit baseball game. Ever that game. It's, oh, it's good to hear Scott. Cause man, I love that game. So good, it's, dude. Like you're telling me I got class. Like, yeah, <laughs> this game's so good. It's an amazing game. It holds up. It plays so great. I have it on the Amber Nick and, I just I sunk way more time in the, into that than I thought, and I forgot Rare makes those. So Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, one and two, true? those are Rare games, which makes sense because those guys, it just felt better than your your average stuffy baseball game. It just felt good. I love that second game. So anyway, Winning Run is my pick for best eight bit sixteen bit era baseball game. John. Let's yes. do. Oh, I have some music for this. Not really. It's not the final thing, but we'll we'll do a little bit here. Uh, so here's this right here. It's an update on frog wrestling. Tell us what happened. I guess I got injured, is my understanding. Yeah, you're injured, Scott. You're uh, hopefully um, hopefully you're going to be feeling better by the time you have to defend your title. But uh, you suffered a vicious beatdown at the hands of Tom Merritt, Ben Bumhofer, and Tanner Goodman. Um, a 3v1? A, uh, it wasn't 3v1, so it was an elimination table match where uh, basically what happens as soon as you get put violently through a table, you're eliminated. Uh, <laughs> I got eliminated early. Bo, you also got eliminated. I think one of them might have gotten eliminated too, but uh, instead of finishing the match by putting Scott through, they all ganged up on him and just continued to hit him repeatedly with chairs and weapons and take turns slamming him to the ground and it got so bad that the match had to be called. Oh my God. Um, it was just too, just too violent. Um, so Scott is currently out injured. Uh, that's where you are and we're, we're wishing you a speedy recovery, Scott. Thank I hope you. you uh, I appreciate that. I hope you bounce back. What's the prognosis know, though? Am I, am I suffering from specific ailments now? Do I have um, um, pain? Mostly, mostly pain. Uh, you're in a okay. lot of pain, uh, difficulty, uh, doing much of anything. Just Do I have my spleen still? Is that a uh, probably? Yeah, okay. I think. I think you know. I'm not a doctor, so okay. it's hard for me to say 
Um, but we are wishing you well on your recovery. Thanks. Uh, Bo, on the other hand, had a great night. He got a little revenge. You know, people who've been following this know that Bo got kicked out of core uh, mm-hmm. for not winning matches that he was supposed to win. Scott kicked him out. Um, and Bo is finally looking for a little payback since being ousted. And he got his hands on Brian Dunaway. And uh, oh, he made shit. Brian Dunaway tap almost immediately <laughs> from the Whoa. taint no thing. Wow. Uh, Brian Dunaway did not want to taste the taint. <laughs> and uh, he tapped quickly. So congratulations to Bo That's for great. getting a little Dunaway's in core now, right? He, he yeah. took, like, he's, he's the Uzuper. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Dunaway is on core now. Uh, he used to have a Mario themed outfit, and when I put him on core, I switched the color scheme to be Wario, and it's my favorite joke that I've done. Like it's it's my own little thing that just I like is that Dunaway now dresses like Wario uh, now that he's a bad guy, and uh, I love it. So, How did you? I'm yeah, looking at the video. How did you get um, male female crossover match going here? I didn't think that so was possible. So you are you cannot have men fight women in the game. That yeah. is a strict rule. In fact, if uh if that ever happens, it is a disqualification. Um but you can do mixed gender tag matches and basically the rules for this sort of match is if say, you know, in this case it's Monica versus Martha, yeah. if one of them tags and Tom comes in, uh then John would have to come in too. Uh, okay. So it is always going to be women fighting women, men fighting men. That separation is still always going to be there in the game, but you can technically have uh, an intergender match like that. Okay. Um, that's cool though. I didn't even know it was possible. This is rad. It, it's good that you can get that far. It is a little frustrating. I still don't like that the game doesn't give you the freedom to just go ahead and do it. I really wanted to tell a story where Kim uh, is the person who challenged Scott for the title like i i genuinely am sad that kim couldn't come in and just beat up scott yeah yeah. but uh you know it probably also works best because in my head that's how it goes but if the ai then turns around it probably doesn't look great to have scott like hitting his wife with a chair or something that probably isn't great probably not great not a good look. I don't know, but I just, you know, I do want the, I do want the freedom there. So, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, it continues to be fun. It continues to be a thing. I wish I did more than once a week, but I continue to have the restraint that I think is important and Mm. just let it be its own weekly thing and uh, having a blast doing it. Well, as a reminder, uh, Craftless Rogue on both YouTube and Twitch is where you can catch that action each and every week. Most Wednesdays uh, is when that goes up live or happens live. Um, You also in Stored Armored armored Core 6, uh, I hovered over that buy button for about a half an hour today. Um, I'm waiting for someone I like or know or trust to tell me what they think, but you haven't played it, so that won't be you today. It may still be you that tells me one way or the other, but... (laughs) I was hoping I was hoping I'd get a little time before core. I wanted to talk about Armored Core 6. I did a pre-install. I did a pre-order, which I don't recommend doing, but I did it. So you didn't have to, in theory. Mm. Um, and I sat there and I was like, all right, it's going to launch before core. And it, it hit time. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get a couple minutes in. It's not going to be much, but at least I can say I played it. And mm. then it had to do the unpackaging from a preload and that took all the way up until showtime. So I've not played it. I will be checking in next week. It's a weird time of day to launch the game. It's just like in the middle of the afternoon, (laughs) you know, 
I don't get that exactly. But people uh, are raving about it. Reviews are really strong uh, for the most part. Some are saying the difficulty spikes are too much. In fact, the East Bay Times says if players can scale difficulty walls, Armored Core 6 turns into a masterpiece. Mm. So John pressures on. Uh, well, if you have the Martha music queued up, this isn't going to be our dear Martha for today. But I did want to share with you one of the first reviews. I was going to try and grab the very first review that came in. I probably could have figured out what it was. But uh, this was like first or second. This was very early review. And I just thought I would share what someone who at the time of writing it had 0.1 hour of game time. I thought I'd share their review. All right, here we go. Enjoy. My dearest Martha, only bought this game because it was advertised to have been made by the Elden Ring developers. The moment I saw Mechas, I just quit immediately. (laughs) There is no way it's going to be even half as good as ER, especially without Miyazaki at the helm. Going back to Baldur's Gate 3, and then I'll have Starfield to feast on. Yours in this life and the next, Mika. <laughs> did he? Wait a minute. I got questions for this Mika person. <laughs> what did you think you were getting? Do you not look at anything but, oh, this is made by From, therefore I'm getting it sight unseen, no idea what it is? Come on now. <laughs> Why? That's a bad way to buy things. It's a troll. It's got to be a troll. It might be a troll. That's a good point. But, I don't know. Troll or not. You know, uh, at whatever. the same time. Yeah. You know, this game just came out. It's got like 805 reviews. So let me reiterate what I said last week and continue to stand by just in case anybody missed the message. Don't trust user reviews. Mm. 805 people have not finished or played enough of this game to trust their opinion on it. Yeah. Most of these, there's a couple that are like, you know, they were given a key weeks ahead and they've got like 50 hours in the game. But there are some, most of them in there are like 0.3 hours played, which is 3% or something of an hour. Don't trust these. Read them if you want, but don't trust them. You know, we're not yeah. saying you should do anything. I, I'm just saying at the end of all that, we had a lot of debate in the Discord, like some heated debate about user reviews. I think we can all agree, though, it's not the most trustworthy source of information, period. That's it. That's the end of it. Because you're not going to stop it. What would you, you say earlier? You can't stop the ocean or something. What would you say? I don't remember. So, about, I, say a lot of, I, I say a lot of things. I don't put a lot of weight on my own words. You said but, something like the ocean. Yeah, you can't I, keep the ocean you back. You can't or, fight the tide. I think I probably meant you can't stop the river and then thought, <laughs> well, you beavers do it all the time and then switched it to the ocean and then it didn't make sense. So yeah. I don't know. It's probably best we don't. I know what you meant. It. And I know there's a better way of saying it. But <laughs> but if any of you are hearing this and you and you still hold some sort of candle to what a user says that you don't know or trust or have never heard from before. Maybe don't do that. If you're, if I were you do what you want, you be you, but that's just some advice free. Team lets you refund. If you absolutely can't wait for a review that you trust, play the game for a little bit, make up your own mind and return it if you don't like Does it. Does that like, review say return it? Because they, they do put a red text no, on there. of course they didn't return it. Because he's a troll. That's what's going on. Yes. All right, fair enough. Armor Core 4, or uh, 6, rather, out now. 
Uh, Bo, uh, anything b- besides the Baldur's Gate for you? Is that it for you? Yeah, no, that's that's it. <laughs> you guys are monogamous, aren't you? You're like really hardcore monogamous, other than, you know, John doing his wrestling thing, but that's just, you know, that's content. That's a thing. That's I just different. like, if I load up a different game when I'm really into something, it just, I'm bored. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? So, and th- that yeah. way with most games, but like, like Inkbound was almost like a nice little break of like, Oh, I don't have to think about any hard decisions for a I while, mean, you know? I did load up Quake 2 for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, dude. Was I right? <laughs> That's a really go, good version of that. It's pretty go. good. Um, yeah, it, the game's a, a was a bit dated, so... Yeah. And it, I'm not, I, I, I just think it's not fair to the game, even though it's really old and no one cares. But I was like, no, I just want to play Baldur's Gate. I thought I wanted to try something different. Yeah. You know, I was like, and I didn't have... You know, I got the shotgun. It was challenging, but I'm like... I was just thinking about Lizelle the whole time, and I was like, "Never mind, I gotta get." There's out of nothing here. wrong with that. So, yeah, I think it's man. great that you're that that you're committed. I think part of it too is we'll see how things change because right now I am working full time. Yeah, so I usually have a lot of built up uh, Baldur's Gate energy that that I need released. Yeah, blue Baldur's. Yeah, I got blue Baldur's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think like maybe you know with a different routine where I have a little more playtime and can be a little more flexible i might be able to multitask better mm. considering you're all funding me to be full-time video game player mm. for, you know for some part so it's a, i think that context changes things for me yeah i'm in a i'm in a similar boat i get when the kid is napping and if i'm sacrificing sleep to stay up after everybody goes to bed and even then mm. it's usually picking between okay like i have to have that conversation with my wife i'm like look i love you but I also love Baldur's Gate, and you might feel like I'm picking one over the other. But just know that Baldur's Gate isn't forever; yeah. it's for a long I'm time. Picturing it's a your long conversation game. with her from her point of view as in Baldur's Gate three dialogue options. <laughs> yeah, exactly. roll the persuasion dice, John. See if you're going to get in trouble for this. But it's true. I have very limited time compared to what I'm used to. So when it gets to like, hey, this is the time you get to game. I need to pick what I want to play, not some sense of obligation. Gotta play this. Um, I wish I had that, but I don't. So if I want to play Baldur's Gate, that's what I'm playing when the baby's asleep. It's, it's that simple. You just want to play what you're itching for. And right now everybody's itching for that game. I get it. Yeah. It's also why there's been no new wrestlers in frog wrestling for the past couple weeks. Yeah. They take time. It turns out to make that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I haven't been making anybody new, and it's like, oh, we got a big roster right now. We don't need anybody new popping up just yet. I'm glad you brought that up because we have a we have a voicemail today when we get to it that is about this very thing. Ooh, yeah, interesting. about you creating characters in that game. But that's it's uh it's, it's I don't give it away. We'll we'll get to it. Uh, in fact, we're gonna take a break now. When we come back from this break, we'll do a real dear, dear Martha, Dill Martha, <laughs> Dill Martha, Dill Martha. <laughs> She's dill flavored and. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, after that, I we like got some game. other news to round things out, including a little bit of what we saw at the uh, Gamescom opener. Although there's not a lot of new things, it was mostly like stuff we already knew about. Oh yeah, we do want to, but I wasn't. I'm sad. I, I really wanted to be there with you guys. You guys sound like you had a really great. It time. was fun. Um, I, I knew it was going to be. You know, when I reached out to you, I knew it was going to be hard because you were working. But when you are not there anymore, all of these events will get covered. Yeah, 
you know, be yeah. all of us. Yeah, all be the great. time. We're gonna be doing it more often. We're going to get you to finish Elden Ring. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yep. I think uh, it is definitely the one we've talked over where we didn't talk about what was happening the most. Yeah. I had so many jokes. Take, yeah. take I had so that many jokes. for I was what it will. <laughs> but we, we spent a lot of time talking about times we had to pee mm. and whether Blade Runner is overhyped as a movie. There's a lot why of did, other discussions. Why happening. did Phil Spencer win an award? What the hell was that that because was microsoft for, um, has money yeah they have money but also they they are they are actually really good at the whole green initiative stuff they're better than any of it anyone else weird also phil didn't wear a heroes of the storm shirt so no. he does the confirmed We're, non-listener phil yeah confirmed core is at war with phil spencer yeah Cora. <laughs> <laughs> you, you planted your flag phil yeah thanks a lot phil i was hoping for another hexen shirt but that ain't gonna happen i don't think he wore an xbox shirt i'm not holding my breath well, a what? leafy Xbox shirt. Yeah, leafy. It's because they're in Germany. Things are weird over there, all right? Germans are weird. <laughs> That's because they're in Germany. That's, all. That's all I'm saying. They're all weird. Um, our, our conversation about, okay, you will stop clapping now? I mean, that was cracking me up so bad. That was the best part of the night for me. We were yeah, making fun yeah. of the German lady. No offense, Germans, but... <laughs> Look, you have a reputation. <laughs> Making fun of Germans was the best part. Yeah. No offense, No offense, Germany. though. No offense. All right. We're going to take an actual break now. When we come back, all those things I mentioned, stay tuned. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, we're back, everybody. Thank you for hanging out. And uh, we're going to continue on down this path. And that path includes a visit to Dear Martha. Again, we're getting like a two for today. This is fantastic. Uh, John, any special arrangement or anything you need for this? Well, today we are going to be playing the Dear Martha game show once again, and you guys have done so well recently that I have decided to make today's the hardest one yet. Uh, this one's going to be a true challenge, a true test of your ability to discern reviews, uh, based on Steam reviews as a reminder. And so what we're going to do, I'm going to read a Dear Martha review, I am going to then give you, in this case, 10 possible games that this review was written for. Wow. And I will tell you, part of what makes this one hard, this review might have been written for every single one of these, but I picked it specifically from one of these games, wow. and it's your job to tell me which one. Okay. That's a lot. 10's a lot. Uh, 10's a lot. Let's find out where we land here. My dearest Martha... Game of the year, without a doubt. Yours in this life and the next, Carvo. 
So that's the full review. There you go. Um, now, I will say I made it easier on you. I only picked games that uh, came out or officially launched this year. Oh. So the okay. good news is we're not doing other years. Uh, you, you only have to worry about this year's video games for that review to apply. So here are your options. There's 10 of them. So try and keep track. Okay. Uh, number one. Resident Evil 4 remake. Okay. Number two. Yep. Baldur's Gate 3. Number three. Remnant 2 from the Ashes. Number four. Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. Number five. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Number six. Dead Space remake. Number seven. Octopath Traveler 2. Number eight, Dave the Diver. Number nine, The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Or number 10, Halls of Torment. Halls of Torment. Okay. I have played every one of these except for Armored Core, Remnant, and that's it. I played the, oh, Murder of Sonic. Everything else I played a good deal of. Um, Bo, do you have any... The review was Game of the Year. Game Without of the Year. Yeah. And a lot of these will Without be on that list, I think, at the end of the year. You know, for I mean, it's, it's just Baldur's Gate 3. That's the correct answer, even if it's not going to be <laughs> the correct answer. Yeah. Well, so, that's why I don't Baldur's think it's Gate it, because there's no me. way John will go that easy, right? It's not going to be. It's a, it's a protest answer. Uh, you know, sometimes you get those. protesting. He's like, I don't care that it might not be right. I'm going with it because I think it's right. Yeah. I'll do murder of Sonic, the Sonic murder thing. Oh, interesting. Because you're almost going ironic. You think I'm meta. really trying to trick you? Yeah, because I do yeah. feel like I'm being tricked. Because any of these could say this. In fact, I think I've read similar things on Octopath Traveler's page, and I probably saw something like this on Jedi Survivor's page. And I mean, these are all. Can I do an insight check on John? Sure. sure. Hold on. Let me um, hold on. Let so me go you, to you set your DC. I'll tell you what I roll. I've got a D20 in my hand. Do I get uh, advantage or disadvantage or just regular? You, no, no, just a regular roll. Just give me a standard roll. Okay. I've got and my DC. Are you calculating my modifier or do I decide what my modifier is? <laughs> How good do you think you are at reading people? I think I'm like insightful. I I put myself at an expertise level, but you know, I'm only level like 1 or something. I'm not Okay, I'll give you a sure. plus 1. I'll give you plus 1. Right. <laughs> plus 1. Five. A four plus one is five. <laughs> oh, a five. You, you rolled a five. A five, a five total? <laughs> a Jeez. Five. Right. John seems very confident that one of these games at least had this review. <laughs> All Scott, right. Do you want to try I'm gonna ch- uh, Yeah, you know what? I will do it. Got a D20? D20 right okay. here. Insight check for Scott. What's his What's his modifier, John? Be, uh, be truthful. He, he, I'll now. give him. I'll give him a plus one as well. Uh, if you, do you want to give him a guidance roll? Give him a. I think I'm really oh, cast guidance. Okay, I put my yeah, two yeah. fingers up like this and I touch gently. Oh, touch gonna give you guidance. So okay, so that's roll a D4. a D20 and a D4. D20 and D4. Okay, so my D20 is a 16. So 17 with the one and a D4. Uh, 21 total. Pretty good roll. Okay. Uh, looking at John, you feel no sense of intended treachery with this dearest Martha. <laughs> that's perfect, by the way. That's that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to go, 
it's it's the one with the D in front. Like you know what I mean? Like you did the that's the that's DM quality business that you just did. That's uh, really can great. We get you to DM some D and D, Scott. Oh, I'll never be good at it. Are you kidding? I'd be embarrassed the whole that's, time. That, that's fine. That's that is not a deal breaker, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how seriously I could take it. I don't know. Maybe I could do just it. One, just one day, just a one-time thing. Anyways, um, I'm going to go with. Based on yeah, if he's not going to be ironic, then I will change my answer to be. Um, Dave the diver. Because I don't think that's ironic. That game's excellent. And I can see people saying, look, all your fancy triple A's, F off. This game was the best game of the year. So that's why I'm picking that. Okay, so you're locking in Dave the Diver, yeah. Bo, protest answer, yeah, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate, it doesn't matter. I'll take whatever consequences arise from this choice. All right. Team wipe. We have a victory. Oh, really? Out of 10 possible answers, yeah. Bo Schwartz. Has guessed it with Baldur's Gate. <laughs> what? Too easy. <laughs> Dang it. Too easy. Why'd you get it wrong twice? <laughs> Why'd you get it wrong and twice? And with a successful insight check. <laughs> no, you're right. It's just, you know what? It's, what's throwing me here is just how, I mean, to me, it's so obvious that it's BG3 that it couldn't be, but. I mean, the thought crossed my mind too, especially when you said it. But I'm, that's why I'm like, I'm just, I'm just gonna sync with my answer, no matter what. Like, it's just hide in plain sight. That was the goal. Yeah, <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, nicely Sweet. done. Well done, Bo. And you, and it's also correct. I think if I was actually going to say, if I was to look at this list and I had played most of these, um, I, I, of course it is. I think if BG3 doesn't get it, the a number of React YouTube videos decrying the games industry is going to be people are going to make a lot of money if they don't choose actually I shouldn't say that they shouldn't give them any ideas <laughs> they don't pick Baldur's Gate 3 the number of it's all going to be the rest of the video game industry is jealous and that's why they didn't give Baldur's Gate 3 game of the year I got I mean, a in, uh, in general my goal with this dearest Martha was just to shine a light because this is just the stuff that's on Steam yeah just how good this year has been oh, yeah it's incredible like, yeah. And, no, no, that, and Baldur's that, Gate I, is still like I like yeah, but it's been a hell of a year. Yeah, we're not even done. We got plenty more coming. You know? Although, did you guys hear uh oh no, that was a movie. Dune two got delayed today to twenty twenty four. Yeah, but oh, I don't think it's gonna win game of the year now. Scott. No, it's not gonna win game of the year now and maybe ever because it's not a game. It's, it's um, fine. I haven't seen Dune One yet. Dune so. Part two got bumped because the they don't have a deal with the strikers yet, and and it's a protest move. That's the movie could be done. They're just putting it off. Oh, yeah. sick! Yeah, there's a few of these going on. I I don't know what the others are, but that's a big one. That's a freaking prominent one. And you should watch Dune Part One because that's the deal. Oh no, we said you'd watch Heat, no, and Heat. I'd watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's if right. If I watch Heat, you have to watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I think we should have that by next Thursday. That we should be done with that. By next show. By next Thursday? Yeah. Okay, ne what's Heat on? Do I have to buy Heat? Because no. that might impact. No, he is. Well, do you have HBO Max? Or Max, uh, yes. sorry, just Max. Okay, if you have that. Yeah. Then oh, we I think can you're... still call it HBO Max, just like we can still call Twitter, Twitter. It's fine. <laughs> you're not wrong. There's no police officer that's going to knock on your door and go, Elon Musk said it's X now. You can't call it that. It, no. Who gives a shit? It's, it's a good, be Twitter. It's a good point. It's Plus, fine. I love that voice that you just did. That was amazing. Okay, uh, Heat is actually not on Max anymore. It moved it. It's on uh, Netflix, Netflix. Though. So Netflix, Plex. Uh, either of those, it's free. Well, not free if you have Netflix, but yeah, if you have Netflix, it's on there. So you watch Heat, 
I'll see Kiss, Kiss, Bang Bang. Uh, I'll rent it. No problem doing that. It's not streaming anywhere, but I'll rent that shit and Didn't I will watch I it. Didn't I send you the DVD? You might have. Did you? I think I did. I oh. think I sent you the DVD. Well, then I have it. that somewhere and I have a way to play it so I could do that. So decide if, look, let me say this. This is somebody who owns a lot of movies digitally that he owns physically because he's too effing lazy to put a DVD in. If you would prefer to rent it, I won't blame you. I will understand. Right. Right. But if you don't want to spend the money, I do think I sent you the DVD. I'll, I'll look around. I have a whole box of all the DVDs I've ever been sent. So if it's there, it's there. Um, and I will watch this finally. So John loves this movie. I've never seen it. I love Heat. He's never seen it. Next Thursday, we come together like Voltron and we see what we think. All Scott right. or Bo, have you seen either of those movies? Heat, yes. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, no. Okay. okay. And you love Heat, right? Everyone loves Heat. Nobody doesn't like Heat, right? I love Heat. Yeah. Heat is amazing. <laughs> heat, heat holds the hell up. Heat has one of the best shootouts in film history. It's amazing. If you like heist um, movies at yeah, all. I haven't seen it in a while, but it is, a good, it is up there with one of the good crimey movies. Yeah. There, is, there are no Michael Mann movies that I don't like. I even like his attempt to do uh, Miami, Miami wait, Vice. Wait, wait, but wait, wait. Why, why am I feel like I'm only just learning this now? Scott, uh, John, you haven't seen Heat? He hasn't seen Heat. No. I don't I mean that in the like, how, how haven't you seen it? It's just it, it, during the year it came out, it was a very big movie. It was kind of hard to, it's one of those hard, harder how to How old was I when it came it out? It came out in 94. How old you were in 94? 10. Yeah, you're, it would have been out of your range probably. Man, yeah, 10, maybe so. 9. Is it really what else a, came out in 94? 94 was a... Well, my daughter came out of my wife's <laughs> okay. womb. Uh, okay, my oldest daughter. Weird, thanks. <laughs> All right, well, here's what I was watching in 94. I was watching The Lion King. Mm. <laughs> I was one thinking that was... Oh, yeah, really Lion good. King, Forrest Gump. I was Gump. watching Forrest Gump yep. because my dad was in it. Yep, Forrest Gump. Uh, I was watching... Wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. Your dad was in Forrest Gump? Yeah, my dad was in Forrest what Gump. What did he, what was he one He's of? He's just a trucker in the background, um, but he did awesome. steal a, a bottle from the set of Forrest Gump. And we will never stop giving him shit for this because he he had two soda bottles. He was an extra, he walked out with soda bottles. Yeah. And they had prop soda bottles for 7-Up and Dr. Pepper, yeah. which if you've seen Forrest Gump, Dr. Pepper plays a role Big in role. a scene like yeah. it gets a focus for a scene yeah. my dad goes nobody likes dr pepper and he took the seven up bottle from the set and we still are like dad come on man also, why'd you the, take seven up that's also the opposite of truth no yeah, one I, likes I much i much prefer dr no pepper. one likes sprite he, everyone likes dr Pepper. he has it backwards that's such a he, boomer take he, he messed it up. But anyway, yeah, he was a trucker at the truck stop. Um, you know, That's awesome. a lot of that was that. filmed around Flagstaff, Arizona. He runs right past the Monta Vista Hotel, which my grandfather used to own. So Jeez. a lot of lot of stuff I really like in that movie. Um, mm, so but you weren't so cool. watching you weren't watching Heat and Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption. These were all that year. I mean, I, it was still watchable at 10, <laughs> but I think it depends. No, I was, like I, I see aliens at ten. Yeah, I was watching True Lies. I watched that. Clear and Present Danger. I watched that. The Santa Claus. I watched that. Mm -hmm. Street Fighter. Watched that. Hey, Bo, what uh, year were you born? Seventy nine. 
79, yeah. Did you know you're the same age as uh, Ahsoka's uh, actor? What's her? Uh, Rosario Dawson? Rosario? You guys are the yeah, same actually, age? Yeah, I came up at one point again, but yeah, we're we're like age peers. You're peers both 10 years younger than me, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. But, she's great. They couldn't have picked someone better. Oh, she's awesome. Oh, my gosh, dude. She's great. Like, she's doing such a good job with it. I love her. I saw her in Dope. I finally watched Dope Sick from 2021 because um, I'd, I'd heard it was great, but I wasn't really in the mood to be depressed about the opioid epidemic and all that. But it's uh, Michael Keaton is in it. She's in it. A bunch of other people I really like. And my gosh, that is such a great limited series. If you've got time for something extra, go to Hulu, watch Dope Sick. You'll learn a bunch of stuff, and some of the best acting you've seen in years is in that thing. It's so good. And Barry Levinson directed like most of it, which is another big deal. Anyway, moving on. Man, I talked a lot about movies today. I didn't expect that. But instead, now we're going to talk about uh, this other thing, which is right here. Whoops. This is called Other News. Gamescom showed <laughs> off some stuff. Most of it we knew. Uh, John and I did a live thing. If you didn't get that file... I feel bad for you. Uh, oh, uh, the YouTube video got <laughs> blocked in some countries. So I, I don't have a lot of choice in that regard. They said uh, on the website, the Gamescom website, that co-streams were fine. But that happens sometimes, and they still don't cover everything, and the, some music gets pulled, and it's just weird. So right now, some countries, I can't. my video's blocked of John and I watching that thing live. Um if you're a patron where someone's going, I live in some countries. <laughs> I don't know which nations are cut from the thing out of the 180 or so countries in this world. But the, uh, the version, I did put a version up for patrons on directly on Patreon. And so far that one's holding. So if you are a patron, then you've already got it. The audio version of it all is out there and you could always just queue it up with the video and watch it that way. But anyway, we had a great time. Sink it up doing it um the only real complaint i have about the event it's not a complaint they told us this going into it is that a lot of this would be stuff we already knew just some additional things here's some more mortal Kombat one things here's a few extra things about this other game or whatever um not a lot of big announcements um and, and another stage uh bomb where some people got up and said stupid shit and made me want to punch the screen so that happened here i am giving them more more attention, John. We talked about this, and I'm still doing yeah. it. I don't know why I'm still doing it. Just ignore it. him. Jeff um, Keeley says, "Just ignore him. He's yes. already killed that man." So yeah, he's already murdered him. Um, <laughs> 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 shouldn't start rumors like this. I don't think he killed anyone, but those Germans, watch out! All right. <laughs> Look, sometimes buttons get pushed. That's right. Accidents happen. Those people Jeff went Keighley to war. No, they went to war with the world twice. And almost one, one of them anyway. I love that Scott's using this as a, this is why I'm allowed to make fun of Germany, okay? <laughs> uh, that's why, yeah. No, I'm, and when you say, like when someone says, well, I'm, you know, I'm half black, I can use the N-word or whatever. You always look at that and go, no, you're not. But here's me going, uh, Germany uh, went to war with the world twice, so therefore I can make fun of Germans. It doesn't, it doesn't. Makes sense. I think, I think just to make sure we get this right, I think if you're half black, you can. Can um, you? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I'm not Although, doing. I don't care how much black I'm, I'm doing. Doing. I am too white to make a judgment on this. I'll just <laughs> abstain and trust what anybody tells me. It doesn't impact but, me in any way. Yeah. Probably even black people would be like, "Don't use that word." That's just like that's rappers and thugs and stuff. But yes, certainly you want to avoid as a white person. My wife has one sixteenth. Uh, <clears throat> 
native African American blood. Can she get up on a microphone and drop the no. big N bomb? She can't, can she? No. no. But I, think <laughs> I love how John's John's whole thing. There's no there's no like weird uh, middle ground that I'm and I'm over here sounding like I'm looking for middle ground. But John's like, no, uh, one half, no. How about ninety percent? No, just don't, don't do it. It's good advice. I'm, I'll take it. Bo, sorry. You I gonna... feel like a good policy is if you know, think about it, and if you don't know, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Did you know that though? Her line, this well, one sixteenth connection though. She oh, has. So here's here's the crazy connection for her. She's one sixteenth black, and it comes through the line of the slave that. Je- Thomas Jefferson uh, fell for, had sex, made a baby, and then that—that's it's <laughs> from that, that line. Oh, she's, she's related to Scott. she's related to Thomas. Yes, Jefferson. she has somewhere generations back a connection to Jefferson and this slave that he, it's, you know, R worded. Yeah, know, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, I think he probably did hard R. I, I don't even know. Even if it was consensual, it's still R because when right. you have power over someone. Hundred percent. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want I don't, to minimize that at all because it was. There's, bad. There's, we're, yeah, we're fraud. Even if it, yeah, doesn't we don't have to actually doesn't have to be violent. But I she's guess, also got percentages of French, uh, Cajun. Uh, I guess French Cajun. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Choctaw Indian, and what was the other one? Or Choctaw Nation, uh, and then there's one other thing. And then her whiteness. Irish. For sure it's Irish. If you Irish you get everywhere. Maybe. She got the Probably. French the French is real thick on her side though. I don't know. I have a I have um an eighth of Irish. Oh. I'll have an eighth of Irish, yeah. please. And uh yeah. some water. <laughs> That's the part I'm the happiest about. I think Ireland's cool. I'm like, oh I got a little I'm a little bit Irish. Ireland is cool. I'm a big tiny fan. Tiny amount of Irish, eh? I'm a big fan That's of Ireland. You know what Ireland never did? They never went to war with the world twice. No, they went to war with themselves like five billion. Yeah, that's times. true. <laughs> kind of perpetually, as a matter of fact. Not exa- it's not a happy land full of leprechauns. It's full of there are uh, religious wars. We we uh, have listen. We have German listeners. They know I'm kidding. I have German friends. I'm I'm totally kidding. <laughs> just, yeah, no. You know, Scott. There's a really great line in The Incredibles too. I know because I see this movie a lot because my son likes it and. Uh, that's uh, said by Mike Ehrmantraut, of all people, mm. uh, when he says, sometimes if you want to get out of the hole, you got to stop digging. <laughs> I'm having uh, fun, but what if the digging's fun? Well, what if the digging's fun? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the digging's fun, but Scott definitely seems like someone who wants out of a hole. Yeah, I don't want to oh, be in this hole. He's just got to put that shovel down, give man. Me the, give me out of this hole. giving him new shovels and not a hand, I guess. I'll sure. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Mike Ehrmantraut's a uh, good... I like hearing him say things, so I'm actually happy that that was Ehrman his Trout sounds like... I think he might be German. Yeah, it does sound like German, doesn't it? Ermin Trout. Yeah, I mean, it's a fake yeah. character because his real name. Oh yeah, is, that's uh, not his real name. What's his real no. name? No, his real name's uh, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Banks. Banks. Oh, that's it. Oh, Came Banks. to me too late. I had to Banks, talk about him like he's German. a fictional character. Yeah, Banks. 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 Yeah, born Banks. That Banks, sounds right. German last name. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. All right, let's get to this news. Sorry, Gamescom. They showed off a bunch of things. There's not really much to add. I don't know if anything jumped out at anyone. I think for me, I don't know. MK1's looking great. 
Um, it, it was there wasn't anything too mind blowing, I think, right? Like no. good stuff, it, but nothing like whoa shit, you know. Yeah. It reminded me how excited I am for the cyberpunk expansion. Mm. But yeah. like that's a known quantity, but that like that was my takeaway from that presentation was oh yeah, I'm really excited yeah. for the cyberpunk. You know what even, too? What's good that the, I didn't find what they showed too hype though, even though I'm excited. Oh, it wasn't at all. Yeah. That's what I was just gonna say. It was weird that, that that presentation for that had no Idris Elba, had no story point stuff. It didn't talk about any of that. All it talked about was revamp of systems, the 2.0 stuff, the the cops getting revamped, how the open world stuff gets changed, new cars. Like they it felt more like a tech update. It was, yeah, it was, it was it, weird. It, was, it didn't build hype when I watched it. I was like, okay, yeah. Like John said, it's a known quantity. So Yeah. Um the one thing that I found um interesting was Crimson Desert. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you about this. You've told me that they were making a single player game before, and I yeah. I did not. They announced this a long time. I was ago. not putting yeah. two and two together here. So that's what this well, is. It's set in that world, but we're getting a single player epic uh, I, thing. I think what it what it really is it's like they're taking all their Black Desert tech and making an open world single player game because mm. everything like the the goblins look like the goblins from Black Desert. Uh, it's called crimson desert so even the title <laughs> kind of lifts from their titling um uh and it has like the horse like there's a lot horses are a big deal in black desert and yeah. of course they showed a lot of horse related business um <laughs> horse but the trailer was really interesting because it, it sort of scaled up in activities like it just started off with him like petting dogs and playing flute yeah and then then he's climbing walls <laughs> you're like is assassin's creed he's climbing walls and he's riding horses and then it then he goes through magic portals and is like careening through the air, and I really have it's really hard to tell if I should be excited for the game or not. Like it just still didn't hit that mark like their Black Desert trailers where they show cool weapon abilities. And you're like, that's awesome. Yeah, the fighting looked neat though, but like Black Desert's really fun, and I could see them making a really fun single player. game. I just hope so it's a single I'm, player game I can buy and not have a bunch of bullshit in it because Black Desert is. Notorious. I mean, that's bullshit. what I'm ex- expecting, but I mean, maybe there's going to be DLC and shit, but I don't think it's going to be to the level of Black Desert. Yeah. I think if anything, they're going to look at it as like here, player, single player game. And if you like that, there's more adventures to be had in Black Desert, but I don't know. Oh, and that Chinese Monkey King game, uh, Wu uh, Long, Wukong. Wukong, that looked rad. I mean, it looks like a Souls like, and it, maybe they all look the same to people, but I thought the graphics in that looked and looked crazy. Yeah, it looks really, really good. Yeah. But again, a game we knew about. We just, you know, we got a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, that was it. It was a, f- it was fine. It was a good presentation. Uh, I didn't pay much attention to, you know, the other stuff. There's some weird things happening simultaneously. Uh, Samsung re- is um, releasing a new monitor that is 52 inches wide, ultra wide format, curved. Whoa. 52 inches will do. Um, I forgot all the specs, but it'll do 240 hertz. It'll do Whoa. all the bells and whistles. This thing's $2,500, and that may sound like a lot to yeah. people. It's really not for the specs. Like It is a TV, I suppose. So, I mean, yeah. You know. But it's meant for gamers and desktops, and it is beautiful. I forgot the name. Two inches? Yeah. That's you should cr- see it, Bo. Cr- Sexy as hell, this thing. And, the, and it does true P&P. So, instead of you can do virtual picture in picture on a lot. Of my monitor here will do that, but this thing will let you plug another, like a PlayStation Five, into this monitor. And on 
however you want to aspect ratio it, half of the monitor could be over here playing PC games and the other half playing PlayStation 5 games natively on this one oh, display. Oh, and it'll do 70-something. Pick, uh, it's like 8K. It's a monster. I don't even know yeah. if your video card will drive it. it. It's crazy. Yeah, I think probably that's if it's 8K, you're probably not gonna you're gonna need a high end video card, and even then, you may not actually achieve 240 right. FPS in a lot of games. Really, um, sexy I think though. there's a certain point. I used to I used to play used to have my PC plugged into my 50 inch TV, and I used to have it like right in front of me, and that's like fun for some tasks, but it does get when you're kind of trying to look around. Like if I was playing Baldur's Gate three, I'd have to look here and here and here to figure everything out. There is a point. Where it can be too much if you're not couch gaming on a monitor that thing, big, yeah. you know, like it's kind of insane. I did the same thing for a while and I would I would miss out on UI cues because they're happening yeah. in the periphery that I'm not seeing as much as I would. It works good for low UI shooter stuff, then you really feel immersed in it. But yeah. apart from that, it can be not always the best. Yeah. Every once in a while though, I'm tempted. It's like I have an extra it's only ten eighty P though. I don't think I want just that, but you do that all the time. You game in 1080p all the time, right? Yeah, I game in 1080p for the frame rate trade-off. Mm. So I get good performance at 166 frames. Yeah. But I think at some point I got to make the switch. I, I just need to know, like, does the fidelity really add a lot? You know, like how much does it add? Yeah. Really? It's a great question. But I don't know. You guys can tell me. Like, you guys definitely like your upgrades. My 1440p I, monitor yeah. is great. I have no problems, and I run at 144k. Or uh, that's my refresh rate on that, John. What are you playing on it right now? Yeah, remember. that's that's the same for me, mm. and I, it's noticeable. Like I had a for PC capture, I had a capture card that couldn't do 4K, and so a lot of times when it was plugged in, everything would kind of be getting downscaled to 1080p anyway. And so for certain games, like I played most of Elden Ring, and when I was streaming it, I'd have it plugged in that way. But then I unplugged it and it would go up to 4K and it was a noticeable like, oh my gosh, why does this game look so much better? Uh, this is really impressive. And it's it's kind of subtle. It's not like, like I remember when you got the higher refresh rate, you were like, oh my gosh, I, I haven't been experiencing games for so long. that I think the 4K boost is more subtle, mm. but definitely noticeable. And then once you get used to it, it's extremely hard to walk it back. Mm. Um, oh, you will like you don't immediately see it and go, oh, this is the most amazing thing ever. Um, but if you ever jump back and forth between the two, like I was, you very quickly get that impact of like, oh, this looks really, really good in 4K and not that great in 1080p. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a difference for me as well. So I don't know. It's an interesting trade off. Performance matters is a reason why like pro shooter game gamers who are like competing they only do 1080p they don't have any bells and whistles running they often take down other settings even though their cards are plenty capable it's just you're just trading fidelity for for speed yeah i, I think it. i think the you want to go to 120 i don't think anything over 120 is diminishing returns but for competitive you want to be at 120 you get yeah. more frames yeah. more reaction window and 120 is but, really like i used to think that oh i'll never need more than six we've talked about this but i'll never need yeah. more than 60 and then you see 120 and you're like no i want to be here now <laughs> it just it, so long as you're getting the performance like like that's what i mean if like Baldur's gate 3 now that i'm you know getting low frame rates after running then you lose the magic of the frame rate thing to begin with so yeah yeah for sure um it has to be like esports e games are designed to run pretty efficiently to begin with i think if you're playing the latest gen games 
there's not that much benefit. If also, I'm only on a 3060 in a way. Like that's not a it's not a powerhouse it's card. So top of the line. Going but, to 1440, yeah. I would definitely just be probably playing a lot of my games at 60 frames, anyways. Fair point. Um, oh, check this out. Uh, first run is a new Epic thing. So Epic's got this new plan to make their store awesome, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Epic First Run <laughs> okay. now offers developers six months of 100% revenue share for Epic Game Store exclusive exclusivity. My guess is this means that their six-month exclusives or year exclusives they had currently lined up didn't pan out for those devs very well. And that newer devs are like, yeah, I think we'll just release on Steam simultaneously. This is not really worth it. So this is their way of saying, well, what if we gave you all the money for the first six months? If you'll give us exclusivity for however long that window is. Sure, fine, whatever, go for it. But that to me is actually a sign that things aren't great over there. Things yeah, are probably fine over there, but they're not like, you know, it didn't turn the world on its head and destroy Steam the way I think they had hoped. So yeah. it just feels like they're trying to buy their way into something they can't actually do. Yeah. Which is if they like, and it's, I'm not saying it's impossible to be a Steam competitor, but. I mean, Steam didn't have to do crazy offers for people to want it to be on the store. They need to create a store that people want to be on. Mm -hmm. To me, it's like, you know, could... And they don't got to do these things. Could Twitch really be unseated by something like, uh, what was it? What's the one? The weird new one? Uh, Crap. The new streaming service. Oh, Kick? Kick. Kick. Like, everybody's like, Kick's going to take them over. No, they're not. Like, there's there's a size problem here. There's a a little bit too big to fail problem here. I don't usually, it's not a thing, I, I don't like that phrase, but I think it may work here. Like Steam's just too freaking big. So keep trying, I guess, but I don't think it's going to make any difference. A lot of these companies, you see them do their little exclusive run like Hades uh, did over there. And they made more money in the first few minutes of being available on Steam than they did the entire run on Epic. So at some point there is diminishing returns by being exclusive there, and I don't know that 100 percent revenue will fix it. Maybe, yeah. But, uh, but I just think like there could be, um, even though it's too big to fail. You, I think it's possible. It's a long term thing, but it is you know, eventually other MMOs that that were World of Warcraft have come out and have sustained themselves as all as viable alternatives, if not doing better than World of Warcraft. I think. You know, we can look at ESO, we can look at Final Fantasy 16, or 14, sorry. Um, it feels you know, like 14. More. Doesn't it feel and, like 14 at some point? I don't, not that they're lapping them, but I think at some point they did have better numbers. I mean, it feels like you could say they pulled ahead at certain points. Yeah. It, was, it feels more like a neck and neck race. I mean, when most of the, you see a lot of the bios of development team Twitter for WoW playing Final, their tweet about Final Fantasy 14, and you know, like, not that, they wouldn't have a reason not to play it, but it's just like an acknowledgement that this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I just think you can do that with a storefront. I just mm-hmm. don't, th- I think, I think whatever Tim's smoking, it's not, it's not the right, it's, he's smoking Indica, not Sativa. Some of that, like that. Uh, Tim Sweeney Kush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I sort of, sometimes he says things that I'm like, oh, I understand. I think that's great. Like, you know, he wants to create competition. He wants to be part of it, but I'm like, Epic has their fingers I think when you get a lot of money, then it's like we got to keep earning revenue, so we got to put our fingers in a tons of tons of different pies. 
And it's fine if they want to be a storefront because they have the user base from Fortnite. Like they have a, a good reason to do it. But it feels like we're doing it because we'd be fools not to do it and not let's do it and be passionate about doing it, which is where Steam feels like that's why people like it. It feels like a good place to call home because the the people who run it love running it so much they forget to make games because yeah. they were a games company. Yeah. You know, like I just I feel they Steam the, everything else seems like a hobby. You know, like they make they make a console, but you know whatever they're making Steam Deck right now. Who knows if we'll ever get another one? Who knows if they'll ever make another VR headset? Like, but you can always be guaranteed that Steam will be working on their store. Yeah. And Epic, the store seems like. Tenth rung, like Epic's, yeah. like making movies. Epic's making video games. Yeah, Epic's engine. designing an engine. Yeah. Who give you know? It's another. It's a feather in their cap, and that's what it feels like being on their store. And I just, I just think for whatever reason, Tim talks a good talk, but he has not put his money where his mouth is because you just don't buy your way into prestige, which is what Kick is doing, yeah. and now what Epic is to me. So that's what they've had what, plenty of time to make that store. I agree. Too. Yeah, like I agree. the days of saying like, Oh, but it's a new store. Like that's past. Like I, I was somewhat, Bo has always kind of been on the don't buy your way into exclusivity. I was a little more forgiving of it as a tactic. But I was also forgiving it on the grounds of while you're doing it, also please make the store better. I don't like using the Epic Store. Yeah. It's like it's not fun. It is hard for me. I accidentally launch games. I have trouble sorting it. I have trouble finding the games I put on there. Like it's not a great platform for the games, and you've had plenty of time to figure that They've out. They've had some like, improvements over time, but very few. You're totally right. Like it doesn't like when they finally let me put two more, more than just one thing in a basket at once to buy. Because for a while there, you couldn't, you'd buy them one game. You couldn't go, well, I want to put these three things that are on sale in my basket. There was no basket. It was just buy a thing and then go buy another thing and do the whole process each time, which is already insane that that launched with that. But that's just a recent development ish that I can now do that. And it's just too slow. It's like they don't give a crap. Part of it is maybe, you know, their own, they got Tencent owns a ton of them. They got other investors that own a ton. There's a lot of public aspects to it in different countries. Whereas Steam and Valve are still a sole proprietorship. They don't have to tell, well, not technically proprietorship, but there is, they're a company owned by themselves. There is no shareholders. There's no public offering. There's no stock. And, I yeah, think they could weather a storm probably of a few months of not making money, for example, and it'd be stable. Yeah, you know they could. Like, and they don't have to tell yeah. us whether they did or didn't. You know, they yeah. can just have their, their down month and then have a really great month after. Nobody's business but theirs because they don't have to say, they don't have to report any of it. You know, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. The argument, the argument for not selling out to public stock is always laced with all sorts of complexities but i i, I kind of think steam did the right well valve rather did the right thing yeah they've done the right thing and of course they're going to take a lot of licks because of course this is the Baldur's gate larian's pretty much kind of the same deal mm -hmm. not a publicly traded company and that that discourse is about the differences between the two about risk taking and about what is capable i just there's so much sea change that happens in a corporation based on the whims of the shareholders yeah that it's impossible to maintain it's impossible to it's it's like um it, it, there's a lot of more instability yeah and sea change 
within the organization. I Lar- Larian didn't give us receipts for this, but I did think it was interesting. They responded to this concept that that everybody thought they were flushed with money from wizards to make this game. And they said, no, that's not accurate. Okay. We made money on Original Sin 1 and 2, and we were smart with our money, and we funded this game. We didn't get a yeah, They also paid Watsi for the license. It was the yeah, opposite. they had to pay out, not in. Yeah, so right? they're paying Steam for the pleasure of selling it on the Steam store. They're paying Watsi for the pleasure of using the Baldur's Gate IP. Yep. And no doubt, Watsi's telling them what to do. So like, no doubt they have to send their product over for approvals for mm-hmm. sure as part of owning uh, the franchise and running it so and actually I, when i of course that was the case i don't know why i thought it would be different but it makes sense because seeing some of the stuff in the like seeing just compare Baldur's gate 3 to the typical recent D lineup of video games mm-hmm. like i don't know dark alliance you know or oh man like Watsy can't make a video game save their life. Like honestly, you know. It, it, so some people pay for the privilege of doing it and honor the brand in a way that they could never do. Yeah. Very lucky for them that. Very lucky for them, and like with that in mind, I'm like, I hope we go back to Divinity Original Sin too. I'm very happy to have Baldur's Gate, but and I like the D and D system in there. But I'm I'm almost like, you know, I'm. Watsy's not. I'm not very happy with that company and what they, you know what they've been doing to D and D moves they've been making. Well, they've said I, their next thing is going to be a return to Original Sin, do three before they do anything yeah. else. Um, yeah. People are begging them like remake two and one now, Baldur's Gate. Let's do the whole series, and they're like, uh, <laughs> no. So funny to see that when you know when they first got it, they're like, how can you make those games turn based? Mm-hmm. Now they want turns a whole other. Well. Yeah, it turns, <laughs> it turns out really out well. They can do it pretty good. <laughs> yeah, turns out extremely well. If anything, Baldur's Gate one and two were an attempt to move away and get people into a more real time jive with D and D, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're all back to this other way, which was clearly the better way in the first place. I don't know, whatever that ebbs and flows, real time versus turn based, but just it's preference thing. But the one to one, if you're trying to one to one D and D, D and D is a turn based game, yeah, in combat at least. So you know, I mean, my favorite, honestly, my favorite thing about the game, probably outside of, I do like a lot of story and everything else, but I really like the adherence to the rules and how well I think they implement them. If you want to know what's interesting, because you guys haven't played multiplayer, but if you have the same initiative score as other players, you do all your actions at the same time. Oh no way. Oh, that's, that's cool. yeah. kind of cool. That is that's cool. Yeah, so it's not like Divinity Original Sin 2. It's like whoever, so if all four of the teammates at the same initiative, it's whoever clicks on the enemy first that gets the kill and stuff. Like it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of annoying sometimes if you're slower and you're like, oh, dang it, everyone's yeah. already done their move. I will, here's one controversial take that I don't know if other people share. I forgot to mention this during all our talk about it, but I installed Original Sin 2 just for fun because I just wanted to compare some stuff. It's easy to have a memory in your mind and go, how is this different? Obviously, yeah. the battle system and all that stuff is very different. But the camera is, I don't know if this is controversial. The camera in Divinity Original Sin 2 is way better than the Baldur's Gate 3 camera. I'm just going to yeah, say it. Can, it's can, got more range can, of use. Yeah, yeah. I can do crazier zoom outs and then way more control. I, I don't know why they had to settle on something that was You're a little more You're playing the limited. definitive edition, though. I sort of expect Larian will have a definitive edition. And yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I definitely think Baldur's Gate is a vast improvement. I would hope that the return to Divinity 
brings over some serious lessons learned. Um, I, I strongly prefer Baldur's Gate, um, but I am not opposed to just playing any game that they want to put out. They yeah. want to put out something, a completely different rule set. I'm fine. Like they, they have passion and they definitely care about what they do and it shows. And oh, yeah. I think it is hard to uh, appreciate that too much at this point. Like it's so rare. It's absolutely so rare to see somebody as into their project as they are. Well, speaking like, of, of that, no the, man's sky, maybe, <laughs> maybe the only other one that I know that seems to be chasing that. That's a good point. Um, these guys sure launched in better shape, but Baldur's Gate three is also coming to Xbox. People wondered if that was going to happen and it will be this year. So that is happening. Series S will not have split screen for co-op. However, like couch co-op, However, the Series X, along with PlayStation 5's version, which comes out in a couple of weeks, those uh, will have split screen. So, Yeah, so for those of you who, who might not know why the delay on the Xbox, I think it's worth noting. Um, Microsoft has a rule that if a game cannot come out uh, and have feature parity between Series S and Series X, yep. they won't allow it on the platform. Larian, on, and I think that's good. Uh, Larian on their side will not um, put out a game that they don't stand behind and to get it to run on the S they they didn't feel good about how it was performing they thought that they would be short selling their customers and it would be another case of like oh this game doesn't run well and they didn't want to put out a bad quality game uh, which I also respect so it's a weird case of two companies both making what I think is the right decision but it's you know unfortunately a net negative result of it wasn't coming out on Xbox right um, and I think this concession getting rid of split screen feels like an acceptable concession it's easy for me to say because it's not something I would care about um, you know, I think to people that were maybe looking forward to that, you can be the judge on if that's worth it or not. But right. to me, that doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world to get the game out, whereas it wouldn't have been out at all. Yeah, I agree. It's the right concession, probably. If that's what I think that was probably what was proposed by Larian in the first place, yeah. and then launch happened and they got a lot of hand in that situation <laughs> oh i guarantee they got hand I, yeah i like it was like uh we can't get it to run sorry i guess it's not going to be on xbox uh does anyone have more hand telling. this very moment in gaming has anyone gained quicker hand than larry and studios that's I what i know. mean I, that's, that's why i think they're just like because they got to strike while the pepper's hot does that make sense no it's yeah, not a phrase everybody everybody <laughs> strikes when the pepper's hot <laughs> i love it so 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 you know there's no Straight point in having baldur's gate on. 3 on the xbox a year from now so it's like okay let's fine you can fine we'll we'll break our rules yeah and it just seems like a weird like a, a, yeah feature it seems like a good thing feature parody makes sense but it's a weird hill to die on because it's not you know, uh, at a certain point, if you buy the cheaper Xbox, you do have to expect that'll be reflected somewhere in the product offering. Yeah, right. Know. Yeah, you have to expect it. I mean, look, I, 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 there's a lot of controversy about that parody thing, um, and I understand it why people are frustrated with it. But 
there also is a lot of fake outrage about a mode no one cared about right now um, about co- couch co-op on the console version of the game. I, I think there's no some one, people. But I'd say a small percentage. Of course, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There is always going to be somebody who is looking forward to that. But I don't think it's the deal. And there, there are people who are complaining about it who are either already playing it on their PC or have pre-orders for their PlayStation version. They don't actually need it or care. They just like to be in the controversy and the scrum. I respect both. We have been on this show and talked about how annoying it can be to be on the PlayStation store and not understand which version of the game we're getting because Sony is so sometimes unclear about like, is this a PS five version? Is this a PS four upscaled? Is this a deluxe edition? Like we we've complained about minute things like that. I think wanting to set a broad standard of, if you get a game on Xbox, it will work on both platforms and it will have the same features. I respect that. I think that is a lofty goal. I do also kind of agree with Bo. At a certain point, if you were buying the cheap console, you have to expect you're going to get impacted somewhere. And so while I respect that they it was a goal, I also think, you know, this is the price of admission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, we're here. Yeah. It's finally happened. We're here, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. Moving on, Charles Martinet will no longer be the voice of Mario. Oh, no. What happened to Mario? Uh, They're parting ways is what they're doing. Uh, That's fine. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to do it forever, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell, though, whether this is him saying this or if if Nintendo's making a move. That's the one part that's a little unsure. But this is the sound it made after we heard about it. He's gone. He's out. Oh, I'm, you know what's yeah. better? This one. There you go. That's he has been very iconic. You know, like been doing this for a long time mm-hmm. since Super Mario sixty four. Um, and you know, as much as I joke that I want him to sound like he's actually from Brooklyn, uh, <laughs> you know, he's an iconic <laughs> voice of the character. Um, you know, and I think. Uh, There is a lot of people that are wondering. They have said that they are going to make him a brand ambassador of some kind now going forward. He's not the voice of Mario. Now he's a ambassador to the people uh, of the Mushroom Kingdom. I don't know what that means, uh, but... That sounds like a concession to me is what that sounds like. I could be wrong. He has been very adamant that he loves voicing the Mario characters, that he wanted to do it forever, whether or not this is Nintendo's call or his call, I think that I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I hope that he's happy. He seems like a sweet man. Yeah, he seems like a very nice guy. Here he is. Oh no, that's not him. Hold on. How about this one? <laughs> it's a violent. No, that's not it either. Where's Mario? <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not it. You are not to play Mario Kart? <laughs> that's not it either, damn it. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> is it this one? Hold See, on. Scott, no. what? How did she say Mario? I told you that it wasn't a Canadian thing. No, it's, it's, a, it's an it's American a, thing too. But Jersey's closer to Canada than us, so I think there's a little crossover there. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> did you just say Jersey is the same as Canada? I'm saying it's, it's just right up there. It's just You're up there. It's an East Coast thing, basically. It's near it. That's what I said, and Scott was like, "As eh, Canada, Bo says it weird." 
Well, how about this one? It's me, Mario. How about that that guy? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so... Let's talk about that. We do have a new Mario, though. Yeah, tell us us who it is. Well, he won't be, but uh, we love that he might be. Or we'd love it if he would be, but what happened? Because I... You know this guy. I saw this on Twitter, and this just made my day. Uh, Ben Starr, the voice of Clive from Final Fantasy XVI... Uh, threw his hat in the ring and put out a public audition to be the new voice of Mario and uh, put his audition up there. And honestly, he's the first one I saw do it. And I think we got it in one, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is absolutely it. So it's pretty good. You want to play a little bit of Clive's Ben Starr, uh, his uh, audition. Quick warning I'll give uh, is that he swears a bunch, but we don't care. I'm just going to play it. Uh, but just know that for kids in the room or something. Here we go. Enjoy. It's a yeah, get ready. I'm Mario. Oh, yeah, turn it You're up. looking for Mario because it's a Mia. <laughs> Look who it is. Me. Mario. What the fuck are you looking at? It's a Mia. A Mario. Who am I? I'm a, a Mia. A Mario. A Mia is a Mia and I am a Mario. <laughs> fuck you. It's me. Mario. Who am I? I'm a Mia. A Mario. Yeah. That's right. Mimi is a mama, Mimi Mario. Mario? Yeah, that's me. Go on then. Fucking leave. It's me, Mario. That's fucking right. <laughs> All right. Bring, bring, bring your kids back in the room, everybody. You're fine. That's my favorite thing I saw on the internet this that's week. That's pretty funny. I just you decided to do all F-bombs. I guess that's Final Fantasy 16 for you, basically. Voice actors are having a moment this week. They're all doing this weird shit. Have you noticed that? Like, I half expect. Well, they're not working. They're on strike. So well. they go on. <laughs> they're, on, they're actually out there. That's I mean, true. that's not entirely true. But the Baldur's Gate for VA communities having a moment. Yeah, they really are having a moment. But I don't think I don't think those strikes affect video game performers. I'm pretty sure. And you may have some crossover, but. Like I think, yeah, but they're they're gigs. Like if they do, they have like less gigs maybe in the in the hoppers. So yeah, it's yeah. just a joke. I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also Ben Starr has uh, he's been busy this week. Not only has he been becoming the new Mario, he also got involved with Baldur's Gate three because Carlac has a stuffed teddy bear at camp named Clive, mm. uh, and. So there was some fun back and forth between him and Larry and Studios Twitter account about the bear named Clive. And then he got into it with them mm. uh, saying, uh, you know, they were threatening that Carlac would burn him uh, more than Ifrit. And he, uh, he got into it with them, too. So it's been fun. Let's it's bring, been a fun week to follow voice actors on Twitter. Let's raise uh, Lou Albano from the grave and have him do it. He's your new yeah. Mario. Yeah. Oh man, Lou Albano. Yeah, bring him back, Mario. He was pretty good. Uh, the Saints Row reboot is now on Steam. It's half or sixty-seven percent off for its launch, so nineteen bucks. I was I'd, very tempted I'd check it to pick out it up. if they maybe put it for a hundred percent off. Maybe I'd play it if they did it for. If I could get this game for fifteen. Like, I want to play this. I do, because I really like Volition. Why? Volition? Is that who they developed? Uh, I may have that wrong. Yeah, why? Because Let me ask you, why do you want to play this Because game? I like big open world games, and I like Saints Row. And Okay, this is nothing like Saints Row. But I, And that's okay. If it's fun, I don't care if it's... I, if anything, Saints Row got too crazy in the end, and I actually want them to pull back a little. So I was, I was kind of for that. 
a little bit. And that's what I hear about it. But uh, they've done a bunch of work on it. They're apparently committed to making it better and better and better. I'm I'm just a little tempted because at 19, maybe that's the time to buy it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying I will. I'm just saying. I, yeah, I don't. I was going to say I'd play it for five. I don't think I would. Oh, I'd do I'd it for five. It. I'd probably buy it, but I don't think I'd play it. I'd pay 15 or under. There you go. Your move, Violition, Volition, whoever it is. I forget who makes it. They want to say Volition, but I think that's wrong. I have zero interest. I gave you free money. I told you all what the next Saints Row game would be, and it would have been brilliant, and uh, you all ignored me. You were you were often you ignored by the devs. Penny. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. they even ignore you like that. Uh, it's a genius idea. Still is. It's har- the best idea I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Hardcore WoW servers launched today. Bo, any temptation to go poke your nose in there and see what's up? I definitely want to. I'm busy, unfortunately. But I've had a lot of people <laughs> message busy. me. I'm busy with Baldur's Gate 3. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's hard to want to go like, play WoW. Like, when, you know, yeah. I think two months ago, I'd have been like, please give it to me. I don't have... I want it. I, this is the best thing I'm doing. Now, it's kind of like... It's actually a little painful. Um, so, I don't know. I still would like to do some hardcore WoW stuff with the core community because it's a... It's an MMO. A lot of you y'all who listen already have WoW accounts or would play... And maybe we get in there and like Zerg it as a community one of these days. So I'm hoping there are people interested in that. We get that organized once I'm done working. It's not, you know, make like a day of it or something like that. You know, see how far we get in a single day or something. Just I wish I wish these servers weren't classic. Wow, I know it doesn't work unless it isn't. I mean, we've been through all that. I just I can't use old. I just wow. I can't. I can't in, you know, with the games coming out right now, which we knew ahead of time. Like thankfully, got my fill of Diablo, but. I haven't had my fill of Baldur's Gate three. I have Starfield, which I'm definitely going to be checking. Like I've always, I've, I've liked Starfield. I've been this pro Starfield, looking forward to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for 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 some time. Yeah. So that's I'm going to be playing that. There's a you know a hundred other little games that I could be checking out, but yeah, um, yeah, just those major games. I'm just too excited for them. So I get you. Unfortunately, it's well, it, but, and it's not going anywhere. You'll still have access to it, and they'll iron some shit out before you get in. It'll all be good to wait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think maybe if I didn't have anything to do, then I'd be like, let's try and race. Let's go. Let's try and just I, maybe we won't get number one, but let's go as fast as we can. It'd be. F- I like playing games with friends, and I know there'd be people out there. My Diablo experience with the teammates from the community I played was fun. I know there'd be four or five people out there who'd want to do because they're not putting that weird limitation on dungeons. Mm-hmm which I love. Like, I think it's probably just once per 24 hours or once per week, some sort of lockout system, but it's not going to be weird about it. Like there's actually a good chance I can coordinate and run some dungeons and stuff like that and get some good multiplayer sure. going. So sure. Yeah. Well, when the job switch happens, I think maybe things will open up. Yeah. Uh, now the most, the most shocking news of the day. Uh, that's, that's how you know it's shocking. Phil Spencer said in an interview that they bought ABK primarily for the mobile revenue. Yeah, I saw this on Eurogamer, but I didn't have the link. But shocking. I did read the article this week. Um, shocking. On Eurogamer. Shocking. Absolutely what? shocking. Uh, I'm not shocked at all is what I'm trying to say. I'm being sarcastic. I think this is... Oh, okay. This yeah. was always their play. but uh, It's not that the other stuff isn't important. It is. But, you know, Call of Duty is a massive thing. But you know what's really massive is the money King makes. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane how much money they make. And um, I think he's... I think he's being kind of... for. What's the word? He's being very open about this because this is 
not something people like to brag about, but him admitting or basically saying, yeah, this whole thing is about that revenue. Everything else is gravy is, is kind of a bold thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, well, I mean, considering there's a bit of a don't tap the aquarium aspect to this, because I think a lot of, when the purchase was announced, everyone was thinking about Activision sucking, and particularly Blizzard, but even on the Activision side, there was all the allegations of SA, clean up the HR, like, you know, the water cooler talk about the purchase, evangelicized, evangelical. Evangelo. Evangeloed them. Neon Genesis. <laughs> Evangelo. They evangelicized Microsoft in this transaction. And I'm like, I didn't really see a comment for Xbox. Doesn't mean it wasn't out there, but it didn't drift to my attention in all this time. So him saying that, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, your, your Blizzard bows, not a priority. Of course, they'll put them on stuff. It's not like they're going to stop making games or anything, but if you had a notion that they were there to save rescue blizzard or rescue call of duty or get rid of Bobby Kotick, even it sounded to me the way he described it in the article. It's like Microsoft has historically been very lame in the mobile space. They had, if they tried a phone, you know, there's no more windows phone. Um, they are in particularly in gaming, but also just even outside of gaming, they're not really strong in the mobile space and acquiring ABK gives them, like you said, King, a division within that large AAA corporation mm-hmm. with some deep, deep roots into the mobile space. So, Yep. Same reason yeah. Activision bought them in the first place. I remember when they did that, and it, that was all about just the portfolio needed a mobile aspect to it. Because it yeah. represents billions. That's why the value is so high. Everyone's like, wow, I didn't know all that stuff was worth all that. Well, it isn't. Without, ABK, without no. the K and the ABK, you wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> it's it's the, it's the mobile. It's the revenue streams from mobile. It's the technology, the work processes, um, their you know knowledge, uh, like the staff. They probably have some very good senior staff who've been working a long time in the mm-hmm. mobile side. I imagine the mobile side is probably, you know, you got uh, your Activision products, you've got your Blizzard products, but no one ever talks about what work life is like over at King. Maybe they're, maybe they're just like they're like the princes, like or you know. They're they treated perfect super working well, conditions. have people have long-tenured staff, like who knows? Yeah, but, no one ever yeah. harasses anyone over at King. No drama. You never hear like, King, you wouldn't believe. Like no one, it's absolutely invisible to the gaming zeitgeist for the most part. Nobody even ever talks about them. Pretty excited about, this is totally unrelated, but I'm excited about potentially anyway an announcement of a new, uh, a new WoW expansion at BlizzCon this year because, how do I say this? Well, I know, we know enough somebody about. Went, we know somebody went to work there. <laughs> well, I know enough. I know enough about what's going on to know that this will be. This will very much be a Metzen expansion. Meaning he he. It's not just oh he's here to advise. So you're not saying something that isn't already out there because I saw a tweet about this. I was going to say Taliesin yeah. and Evatel have been tweeting up a storm about uh, a Metzen, and it's probably safe to assume. Expansion. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'll say about it then. But yeah, it's a really. It's a. It's. I'm excited because I don't even know what that means. 
Because what, what, what if is it's it? so good? We're all playing well next year. Well, okay. So year. when he got hired, Scott, you don't get to comment on this because you probably know more than you can say. But Bo and I know nothing. You haven't told us anything. No, I don't tell you guys anything. Uh, we were even blindsided by the return of medicine, which I think you could have told I knew us, for but... two months. Two months I knew about it. <laughs> and I couldn't the, tell anybody. Just to be you clear, even told Scott us about didn't. Starcraft 3 yet. I know. Uh, Scott didn't tell us about it, but. So, Bo, for you and me, when Metzen got hired, I think we were all kind of on the agreement that when they used the language to help shape the future of the Warcraft franchise, both of us went, oh, they're making different Warcraft games. This isn't just about World of Warcraft expansions. And so if I was coming in and I was going to make new Warcraft games, be that World of Warcraft 2, Warcraft 4, or something else to push that narrative forward, I would also want a say on what World of Warcraft was doing narratively to make sure that there was cohesion between the two. So I think him having feedback on an expansion makes absolute sense, because if I'm doing whatever is coming next... I want to make sure that that all aligns and it's not going to be like a big disconnect as people go from playing World of Warcraft to whatever else might get added to this universe. Right. Right. Well, he, yeah, and yeah. Also, since since <laughs> Metzen wrote the Ouroboros uh book, yeah, the rule book and the world book, that game he's working on is definitely a CRPG. Oh, you think so? No, I have no idea, but I'm hoping it's <laughs> <laughs> definitely a CRPG to go along with the the RPG, just like Crimson Desert and Black Desert. It'll be um, Stormwind's Gate. <laughs> I can tell you this for sure. I know that he is so enthralled. Th- in, in, in enthralled. <laughs> did you almost say enthralled? I almost did say That's enthralled. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Enjained. <laughs> Um, I, he is so, I know that he is so ensconced in that process right now that normally something like BG three would be his thing. He would be so focused on it. He'd be playing it. He'd be all jazzed. He loves D and D loves the Baldur's gate, uh, legacy, all this stuff. I talking to him the other day and he said, I, I haven't had time to look at it. So what that tells me is if he's willing to overlook BG three during its heyday moment, he must be really up to his neck over there. Well, it also tells me that if all this gets delayed, you all contact Scott because he talked Chris into playing Baldur's Gate. He caused the delay. <laughs> I did tell him. I, I said, it, this is really good, dude. You're going to love everything about it. He goes, ah, I should check it out. So if there is a delay, it's entirely possible that Larian should be blamed directly and not me. <laughs> if, if Chris starts tweeting about Baldur's Gate and then there's a big delay on Warcraft projects... <laughs> Send your emails to Scott Johnson. He's the one. Yep. He's the one who got it. Got in we his ear. Know. We won't know. <laughs> we still have the when it's done reputation. We won't know. That's true. They still have that. I think as a thing. We won't know. Um, but, but yeah, uh, Scott will know. Scott, you know. And I won't be able him. to tell anyone until two months after yeah. it happens. But um, uh, anyway, so, so what you're saying is there's interesting stuff cooking. There's over. a yeah, I I'm very but my bottom line is I'm more excited about what that is than I've been in a long time and I actually think this last expansion was excellent. Um for as long as I played it, I didn't really get into the end game of it, but I really liked the and they're always strong with questing and stuff, but I think the dragon stuff was awesome. Uh I just think that the return of 
the guy who had all the inspiration for all the stuff that we loved about WoW coming back in with, you know, a bunch of time away from it, which means a really clear head and a, and a very strong focus. And that's his job is to go back and do this one needle pointy thing that we're going to get something special. I hope, I hope that's true. And I really want to see what happens. I hope so. This this last expansion, this is not me trying to knock its quality, but it's not, it's where my interest was. The first world of Warcraft expansion that I did not play through the questing experience for. Yeah. I I skipped all of Dragonflight. I gave up on the first quest. I got really far and I got far into post questing, but I still, fell off right before any of the new you know pat content patches and stuff and it's in great shape people the people that are playing it are loving it you know whatever but i'm i don't know this could just be enough juice for everyone to to freak out and get excited again i don't know i think that's why they hired him back uh moving on let's move on oh correspondence that's a good question we got a voicemail today i'm gonna play this voicemail this voicemail is all about the 10 hams phone it's about Bo. It's about me. And there's some John, big John question at the end about uh, oh, frog boy. wrestling. Yeah. So we're going to just let this guy have his way with us here. Here you go. Hey, Scott, Bo, and John. This is Kirk, a.k.a. Centrifuge. Uh, ultimately, I have a question for John. But first, a little housekeeping for Scott, if I may. Scott, the 10 hands phone line. Let me help you with it. It's 801-47-10 hands. It's kind of a shame that everyone got lashed on 10 hams because you could say 801 for 710 hams, but you got to remember the seven in there. It's not four 10 hams. It's four seven 10 hams. Uh, one zero Bo's <laughs> username. It's not Gaforath. It's Goreforth. The four takes the place of the A. He's Goreforth. Uh, I've also heard you say like Chibi or Chibli at times. The word you're thinking of is chibi. Chibi. Okay, enough of that. My question for John, would it be possible for you to make a video outlining all the processes that you go through for creating a character in frog wrestling? Like starting all the way at the beginning with how you collect info from the person that you're creating onto final, done, ready to debut character all right thanks guys love the bow though bye okay uh lot to answer for there yeah the numbers effed whatever i'm not gonna worry about it it's I the th- 10 hams line yeah the 10 hams line plus bow so you're not clear if it's one zero t and it's t so you make up some of the letters on the end that's that we knew but it's so now it's 801 47 10 hams and it's like the M and the S at the very end of that, I think, are just superfluous. You don't need them. You can put them in, but it won't matter. So it does work that way. <laughs> Wait, the M and the S don't count? Well, they don't really. So, so it's, it's like this. If they don't count, why can't it be four, seven, ten ham? Why well, are we adding an S find that out. doesn't even need to be on there? Let's find out. 801, four, seven, then we go 10, and then we go H, A, M. Oh, it's just the S. You're right. Why is there? Why does it multiple hams? Well, because ten ham doesn't make any sense. Ten hams is ten Not, hams. Guess what, Scott? Seven ten hams doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> why can't it be eight oh one four seven hundred and ten hams? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. 
whatever. It lives on in infamy. Bo's name, <laughs> Goforath or whatever. No, it's Goforth. Gor- it's just Gather Gorath. your party and Goforth. But it's just Gorath. Gorath. It was never meant to be anything else, right, Bo? It's just Gorath. No, it's because on Twitch, someone's squatting the name Gorath, and I'm not, I requested it, and they won't give it to me. Well, Somehow, right. even though I'm in the top 1% of streamers, I'm still not famous <laughs> enough to get any of their attention. I know. We all are. Hey, I've, that's fine. I had to spend a month as Caftless Rogue, so they're, you know, they, yeah. they got no sympathy. No Caftless? Matter, uh, oh, you just misspelled it when you made it? Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. As <laughs> I did it at 2 in the morning, and I changed my name to Caftless Rogue. I mean, my damn name is on a t- Blizzard statue, Twitch. Yeah. Oh, they should. You've earned it. There there it is. He's swinging around the statue. Yeah, I should break it. He's got the statue badge. Yeah, my name's on the statue. Like, can you fix my name now, finally? As Gorath, no less. Yeah, as Gorath. You know what we need? I go back to Gorath. I go back to Gorath. I don't need to be. We need them to. Can anyone get a. Who's going. Who's been at Blizzard lately that's like on a tour? I want to just see Bo's name. I want to see the the little card. I don't think there's a photo or anything as yet. I don't know if they've that. put it up. I know the statue's there, but I don't know if they've put all the nameplates up yet. Um, we could make Randy do it or something. Yeah, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Randy, get out there and take a picture of the statue, Randy. Yeah, dude, get your phone, get your ass outside, <laughs> take a picture. Although I don't know if he's one of the. I don't think it's people. up. I don't think they've even engraved the names yet. That's okay. There's probably regret over there because it's a lot of work. <laughs> you know, we got. <laughs> they made a ton of money. Hire got regrets. <laughs> I mean, I, I can say this with some authority. When I run a contest on the sh- on a show or something, I'm like, I'm giving away 50 sticker packs. Like I just got in these these little Bomberman stickers I made, and uh, I think I put one on John's tube. Anyway, I had a naked bow. On oh, that's tube. what it was. Bow's I don't know. Run. Yeah. yeah, and I felt bad because uh, I was so nervous about wrecking the poster. Yeah, because like again. Little kid running around, but also it. tape on the end of posters scares the crap out of me because all it takes is for that tape to catch as it comes out. Sure. So I was like, I got to tear this tape off. And as a result, I ripped Bo's entire lower torso <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man, that's the worst end of it. That's the bad end of Bo's torso. You don't want the end, the back end. You don't want the, the bum. That's the, that's where like, he's sorry, Bo, but I'm worried. I don't want the poster to get ripped. Well, anyway, my point is when I do these oh, contests, okay. I'm like, hey, 50 of you are getting sticker packs. And then I afterwards realized that's such a pain in my ass. I got to get all these names. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. look, it's, it's even don't put other people's name on there, but put mine. I sold, I, I probably out of all the people whose <laughs> names on there, I'm like in the top 10 of people who sold copies of Diablo. Like, yeah, you you deserve. He gave you a ten out of ten before the game was out. I yeah. gave you a ten out of ten. <laughs> I did better than all the like, most of the top streamers uh, that make way more money than me. I sold tons of copies here and told everyone to play it. And you're gonna stiff me on my name from the contest you made? No, he could have made you Vampire Survivors in a week. Yeah, yeah, you weekend greedy bastards. Weekend even. All right. Yeah. Speaking of which, I got. Oh yeah, really... give the statue to the vampire survivors guy. He'll. he'll oh, let me answer the question. The oh, whole yeah, thing Joe, was the answer yeah, question. Answer I didn't the answer. damn question. I feel bad. Um. Oh, I I don't know if it was the same guy, but I did see someone suggest this uh, to me, and I it was one of those things I saw. It was like that's a brilliant idea. I need to respond, and then forgot to respond. I think this is a fantastic idea. I got to pick the right person. Uh, to use as the subject for it. Hmm. Um, the biggest issue that I've run in with making people in frog wrestling is I have 
hit most of the people that I feel super comfortable talking to. Mm. Um, and so now it's starting to get into territory of people I know of or have maybe interacted with a couple of times. There's a few that I want to get in there that I actually that's not 100 percent true. Actually, I got a really good one. I might have a subject. I might have come up with it. Mm. Uh, I might have to ask Dan Dan, the tabletop man, if mm. he's okay with being the subject of this. He would probably he would be, be very happy. A to good do one. It. I know him well enough, and I think he would be uh, a fantastic choice for this. Yeah, so, you can do some ho- that, hockey motif stuff on him. He would love it. He'd be all in. Because like everybody wants Justin Robert Young, he's easily the most requested. I just don't know Justin super well, so I can well, ask I'm him. sure he will be all for it. Um, he loves res- he loves wrestling. Go listen. Go listen to old episodes of Unfriend Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so. I'll reach out to Justin if you want. And just say hey. Dude. I mean, he's on the Discord. I I can reach out to him, but also because he's so requested, I need to pick the right moment for him uh, you don't just throw justin in on a on a random week with how often he gets requests right but like i think he if, if you, he needs to be a surprise entrant in a royal rumble or something yeah, like that i agree I think if you're doing jury you also have to do schwood yes that's, that's those are the two most requests the most requested wrestlers i get is jury schwood and for some reason fast grandma those are the three <laughs> most requested that i get Every like the amount of times I get told to put fast grandma in the rest. Maybe maybe don't, maybe you'll end up, uh, maybe fast grandma will end up as some sort of weird porn hub thing. (laughs) It's it's the weirdest one that I get asked, but it comes up a lot. It was in chat today. So I will just, I will, I don't know if the person who said it is still in here, but it was requested today during the show. Someone said, when are you putting fast grandma in there? So, uh, those are the those are the top three requests, and usually if it's somebody that gets requested a lot, I'm probably holding on to it for a big reveal. And there's a couple others I've already asked that I haven't put in the game yet, and there's a couple that I know well enough to ask without having to go to other people and say, can you talk to them for me? Because I don't know them super well. Hmm. So Yeah. Well, if you do the jury thing and you need we need a, a bridge there, I can definitely do that. And he'd lo- he's a total wrestler fan. He loves it. Yeah, I think he'd be. I think he'd be. He likes real wrestling. Right. He yeah, goes we got to save that for a big. He a goes big to California game. just just to go watch Hood Slam and stuff. Like yeah. he'll travel just for that weird like backyard. That's not backyard wrestling, but it's you know it's more down to earth. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Or down to earth. What do you what do you call it? Uh, down to earth wrestling. <laughs> What do you call it? Look, like, we don't word? have time for your fancy lights and music. This <laughs> is down the, to earth wrestling. What's the <laughs> word I'm looking for? <laughs> amateur level. And I don't mean it in a bad way. I don't mean you're amateurs. I mean, you're just not, you're not in the WWE is what I mean. You're not a pro league. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think amateurs. <laughs> Joey image is the most requested by Joey image. <laughs> 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 I see that I see that in the chat. Oh, so let chat, me yeah. just be clear. Yeah. Joey Image is one of the most requested wrestlers. Yeah. By, solely by from Joey, Joey Image. Image. Yeah. And Joey I'm, Image. I'm for- sure he will be in there, but there's also something I, I like I I want to include him. I do. I have a lot of people in mind and I'm getting through them. And I think Joey would be great. I've met him. He's an awesome guy. There's also something incredibly unfun about an actual wrestler in this league. Yeah. of ref, Not yeah. wrestling. Well, that's it's like you weird. have your like uh, local hockey league and Wayne Gretzky joins and you're like, OK, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I so I haven't exactly decided what it would be like for Joey Image to be in it because he would come in and he would already have a persona and we could put him in exactly as as he wants to be and he'd have probably a lot of great ideas. But there is a part of me that's like, well, what does a actual wrestler in fake like ex- extra, extra, extra. These people are not in this kind of shape wrestling look like. So right. we'll figure it out. Um, well, he's super into PC stuff. So I follow him on Twitter. He, li- he really, he's really into like building computers and stuff. So maybe that's your. Maybe we just do a completely different persona theme. for Joey. That would be good. And yeah. by the way, yeah, Joey. Dress him up like an IT guy. Give him like thick Weezer glasses or something like, <laughs> you know, geek core. Like just dress him up in total geek core. And he comes, I don't know if there's circuit boards and computer chassis that he could drive out on or something. But Well, Joey will absolutely buy the, he's one of those guys, guys that will buy that PlayStation portal on day one. And he'll buy all of these. He has the ROG thing. He has a Steam Deck. He has the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. I think he even has a Series S along with the Series X. He's a tech guy. He loves it. He has more hard drives than any wrestler in the history of the planet. We should make him a cyborg. Yeah, see? Now we're talking. He'd be our first cyborg wrestler. Our our first real wrestler and a cyborg wrestler. (laughs) And a cyborg. And a caveman. And a caveman. Oh, I love that one. Why haven't we added and a caveman and a caveman. to the roster yet? Just a random caveman that might come out at times. Every every meme, we're here for it. Every single one of them. Um, all right. Where are we now? That's it. That's your email or voicemail. You can send those voicemails to 801-471-0462. That's 801-471-0462. You can send us emails at talktothecore at gmail.com. That phone number also works. The 10 hams number. Works great for texts, so keep those coming as well. Before we get out of here, big thanks to a whole bunch of rad people who joined us this week on Patreon. I don't know what happened. You guys are freaking awesome, man. Thank I don't you know. so much. Look at these names. This is insane. Devin Butler, J.B. Barry, Matt Cordero, sorry, Dead Moon, Matthew Molesworth. How much is a mole, a mole worth? Uh, Taban. One, one, one mole in the. I don't know. I need to get one removed. I can tell you what they charge for it when it happens. It's not cheap, is my memory of it. Uh, Baluey, Burger Bears, (laughs) beers rather. Doug Weeder, Will, Brandon, (laughs) Lucas McCoy, Chris Schultz, and Alex Gherkin. That's a big list of new people in one week. Yeah, gosh dang, you guys. I'm so so awesome. Makes me so happy. Thank uh, you. you're Thank in you. very large part uh, responsible for Bo being able to quit his full time gig and and focus on core and other gamer stuff. And you I know. think what they some of them I know what they want to hear. Maybe a little nervous. Uh, you know they they really want D and D. Yeah, more D and D, baby. And so <laughs> I'm like I do too, but you know D and D can be tricky because you got to get a bunch of people in there for D. Well, we got to coordinate it out. So just I'm trying, but we'll we're, we'll talk once we hit October. Right, October's still a little bit away. It's a ways off, sure. Yeah, we'll but, talk um, then. But these guys are great, and it, and here's the other thing: you're going to get a bunch of benefits for for being members. These new people and anyone who joins after I tell you today, things like no commercials ever, so an ad free experience, and that's also true now on uh, uh, Spotify. You just have to log in with your credentials over there, and you're and you're good. Uh, pre-show content every week, monthly shows. John just posted one today, in fact, where he says there's a way to fix Blizzard. Hmm. I'm not going to tell you what Release he said. Release more games. Oh, <laughs> <Remake> <laughs> more games. Spoilers. That's in there. That's in there. It's part of it. But it's a real good listen. I think you guys should check it out, especially if you're Blizzard fans. And the way you do that is belly up and become a patron today. You get all the old ones we've done already, plus anything that comes out in the future. Art in the mail. Much, much more. 
Uh, so go check it out. That's, again, patreon.com slash core show. And uh, everything else is over at the Frog Pants site, frogpants.com slash core. It's time to throw it to Grandma, who will tell us, well, fast Grandma, excuse me, who will tell us who, uh, what the hell we played this week. Uh, Grandma, take it away. If you can believe it, they didn't actually just play Baldur's Gate 3 this week, but that was there. So if you're wondering, that was most of what they talked about again. (laughs) I know. Uh, Anyway, Scott, he played Inkbound, which John undersold. He's always talking bad about stuff. And he also played a game called Tome. T-O-E-M. It's in black and white, like me. That's how you know you found the right game. Is when it looks like that. Um, John also played WWE 2K23. It's there every week, but for some reason it's really important to a few of you that I say that. So there you go. There's your bone. Chew it. And uh, he also downloaded Armored Core 6. So apparently we're talking about games they didn't play. Congratulations. The show's going to be another three hours. Bo didn't play anything else, but he mentioned Quake 2, and uh, so I remembered that, which means I'm doing better than you. Yeah, your cognitive abilities are really, I don't know, I expected you to be a little less sharp in your old black Uh, and white. You're kind of getting a bit slow, though, Grandma. I paid attention. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Well, pay attention to us when I say there's lots to play, so go play that stuff. We'll be back next time with more right here on Core. Get more at frogpants.com. It's me, Mario. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.